just bad ass. The only one chance you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you can run lickety split. You can't run just the bad ass. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the Ahmed tomorrow night. I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? No, I love him. I know he loves sugar. But I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Booking a match for the total package like Luger and Super Bowl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make it, 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 and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. That is a that is definitely a generic wrestling entrance theme right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can smell the baby oil and popcorn from here. Oh yeah, baby oil, popcorn, maybe even a maybe some nachos, man, a little cheese, huh? 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 Maybe a jalapeno on the side. Mm, I wouldn't recommend a little cheese or a lot of cheese. Well, not that cheese. That's some shitty cheese right there. But anyway, what is going on, everybody? It is Wednesday night. It is Dirt Sheet Dudes. I am Boxman. And, of course, along with me, riding shotgun as always. It is, uh, since he doesn't like all the flattering, it is smart-ass Smart Walper. That's right. WrestleMania week is here. Yes. You can tell that we are jazzed about it. 
jazzed is not the word I would say, but it was close enough, and we will go ahead and go with just jazzed. We'll, we'll, we'll just leave it a jazzed. I like that one. That's good. That's good. Well, see, it's all part of it. All goes together because you know who Jazz's friend is. It's old Will Smith. He's in the news. Oh, who? Oh, that was my attempt to be a band leader. It didn't work. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was clicking something. <laughs> it happens. It happens. We're off to a great start. Uh, let me shut that shit down. The music over there. All right. So anyway, yeah, it's uh, you know it's just one of those things. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, mostly mania talk we're gonna be doing tonight. That's really most of the big news. Of course, there is another little uh, little thing in the news, obviously with Triple H. Uh, we'll definitely get into that. Matter of fact, we're gonna kick off with that. We're not gonna uh, make y'all wait. And of course, AEW tonight, which was a damn good show, I thought. So uh, we got all that coming up, and man, there are tons of shows coming up this weekend. I see people mentioning ROH shows, GCW shows, all kinds of shows, and they are all right here in Texas, right in Dallas. So going to be interesting, man. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens, what's going on. But uh, anyway, I guess we can go ahead and rock these plugs, knock them bad boys out, and then we can go ahead and get to what we are talking about. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start out, of course. It is the high march. That's right. Cheese Man Mojo G Wiz. All those crazy characters. Be there Sunday nights, 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time to check them out on mixter.com slash metal myth network. Do not forget. And you can also check them out on YouTube. Just go ahead and check them out there, too. And of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, they are the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. You can find them on all the usual podcast platforms. And of course, I seem to have lost Smart. Give me one second here. I don't know what's going on. Um, okay, I guess I lost Smart for a second there. Hopefully we'll get him back. Anyway, uh, Eric, Doug, Daniel, they are together the everything unscripted wrestling podcast that's right the eup network you can check them out right there on blog talk radio and all the usual podcast platforms and of course steve milan he's out there sharing the show and we do appreciate it letterboxd.com slash steven milan two l's in that last name milan and don't forget hollywood hangout not sure still what i'm doing saturday i gotta be honest with you guys I think everybody noticed I didn't get a show done until Monday this week, but um, I'll, I will I just need to think about it. I don't know if I'm going to go on late. If I do go on late and do music, I was thinking possibly 90s grunge, so we can see what happens right there, but uh, yeah, it looks like I did finally actually lose Smark right there, but uh, like I said, with Mania coming up this weekend, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do right now. If I'm going to do a Hollywood Hangout, if I'm going to just skip it this weekend, and I don't know, I think people are going to be pretty burnt out just watching, you know, wrestling shows and everything, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but uh, we're going to try to get Smart back as soon as possible, and uh, see, Dirk, I thought she looked a little leaner, too, Tony Storm tonight in her debut, I thought she looked a little leaner, too, but uh, she's had time off, time to, you know, do that, so. She still looked goddamn good to me. I mean, like I've said, man, she's always uh, just looks great to me. So I guess we will see what happens with that. 
But um, all right, everybody. Like I said, we're going to try to get Smart back here. I think we can get him back pretty quick. Usually it uh, jumps right back on when he drops off like that. So we will... Um, oh, what was that you were saying? There was an article that Kimberly accused her husband, Nash Carter, of abuse. I didn't read that. I didn't read that. Uh, Dirk says that uh, Tony's looking a little bit like Trish. I guess she kind of is getting a little bit of that uh, Trish look, a little more of the, uh, I don't know, Trish look. Oh, Sasha Baron Corbin has it pulled up right here. Let me take a look at that real quick. Let me go to that link before I uh, before we do anything here. Give me one sec. Let's see. This is coming from the Shield of Wrestling. Where was this said? Okay, some of this is not in English. This is in not... Um, yeah, this isn't in English, dude. I'm not going to attempt to read this. <laughs> oh, wait. English. Hold on, let me just switch over. It was in Italian. Jesus. Okay, uh, this is here. Next card, WNXV Ashlight Impact Wrestling. They got married in May, apparently have not been going the best way. Kimberly heavily accused her husband, telling of having suffered several abuses by the NXT fighter. Here's what she tweeted about. I would love to be excited for NASCAR at NASCAR WWE right now, but I've hid his abuse for too long. No one should be abandoned the way I've been abandoned and silenced in hopes of helping, of keeping a career. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but she's saying she added, I'm sorry, but it's ridiculous that someone is attacking me because I don't feel ready to talk about the reasons yet. I have been subjected to mental abuse since October, almost to the point of thinking about taking my own life. God, that's awful. Look how you are treating a victim and be ashamed. I was harassed on the phone for about 12 hours, continues Kimberly, of the Nash Carter case. Nobody deserves that. Now that I'm fine now, know that I'm fine now. I'm just taking some time for myself. I love you guys and appreciate your great support. Um, I wanted to write more, Kimberly concludes, but someone warned me not to. The harassment came from people who tried to intimidate me. Can I give an explanation now? No. I'll do it when I can, though. Please have respect for now. Thank you. Well, I didn't see that. So uh, she's accusing him of some mental abuse and some other pretty... Pretty harsh stuff. Um, I don't know. Wow. I, I guess we're going to have to see what more comes out on that now that it's out there. Um, honestly, I, I, I don't know. Um, just an accusation right now, I guess. Um, kind of hard to go after the guy without knowing just a little bit more. And um, But meanwhile, I mean, she, saying she wanted to you know, take her own life, that's, that's, that's really... That's awful to even hear. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's wait to see what else comes of that. I don't really want to start commenting on that and, you know, trashing someone who I don't really know anything about the story. But uh, there you go. The story is out there now. So, um, and I don't know much about Nash Carter, to be honest with you. So we'll have to see what happens there. But um, kind of, not going to lie, kill, trying to kill a little bit of time here until... Uh, Smart comes back. When that's not a real problem. But uh, like I said, we do have Mania coming up uh, 
this weekend. We have uh, the Hall of Fame coming up Friday. We have WrestleMania night one, night two, Saturday, Sunday. So pretty much all weekend uh, with WWE. Like I said, we have a ton more shows all around here. There's indie shows everywhere, ROH, GCW, um, pretty much any three letters uh, you can put together are going to have a show down here in Texas, so it's going to be pretty cool. But um, not only can you see the WWE WrestleMania at all those places or see it on Peacock, anywhere else, but but you can also see them right now. Dave and Buster's will be showing both nights Um so you can also check it out if you're if you're near a Dave and Buster's. Uh, this is right off the WWE uh, corporate website, so uh, obviously it's a. I would, I would hope it's pretty legit, but um, they will be doing this and more WWE premium premium live events into all Dave and Buster's locations. So prepare for that. So it'll be at more than 140 Dave and Buster's locations. So there you go. If you are uh, got no way to watch it, you don't want to have Peacock, you don't want to buy Peacock, go ahead. Go to a Dave & Buster's. Otherwise, you could also go to Fathom Events website. If you go there, you can find out if there is a movie theater near you that is carrying this WrestleMania. Um, they have a ton of movie theaters that are also going to be showing this live so uh, you're welcome to go ahead and look on that. Fathom is the name of it, uh, the name of the company. Um, you would go to fathomevents.com. So if you want one other way to watch, there's one other way to watch this show right there. Go ahead and go there and, um, you know, go to a movie theater. Go with a bunch, you know, bunch of people. That, that I've never done that, but... I think that'd actually be a pretty cool way to watch a pay-per-view if, uh, you know, if it's just just you or, you know, no one else in the house is a fan. Wouldn't be a bad thing. Go ahead and go to a movie theater, have everybody out there with you and a bunch of like-minded wrestling fans. Then again, it could be a really shitty time, who knows, with wrestling fans. But uh, there you go. If you're looking for a few di- uh, different kind of ways to watch WrestleMania instead of just sitting in your house... Dave and Buster's, or once again, fathomevents.com. You can go and check out, see if there's a a, a, a theater near you playing this. Um, but I do have to say, if you're in Texas, you're not going to get any theaters. They're not allowing theaters in Texas to play it. So you've got to be somewhere else besides Texas to go check it out in a the theater. Dave and Buster's will be showing it here, though. So you can check out a Dave and Buster's if you're around. And uh, like I said, you can also go to any theaters um, outside of Texas and check it out. So there you go right there. I thought I'd go ahead and mention that real quick. But um, we were going to talk and get into some Triple H to begin with here. I'm not sure. I can try to call Smart real quick. Um. He usually calls me back when he's ready to go. You know, I guess we can go ahead and start a little bit uh, talking about Triple H because obviously that's going to be one of the bigger things um, that really came out of the, the out of the weekend. Uh, I guess it was um, 
last week, I guess it was Triple H. I think it was last Thursday or Friday. Triple H had uh, did an interview with uh, Stephen A. Smith from ESPN, and in the interview, he kind of gave an update on his in ring, on his health, and many other things. He pretty much just kind of went out there and just let everything kind of out. Just didn't even hesitate. Kind of just immediately went right in and uh looks like he didn't have any problems just going in there and talking about everything and you know we talked about his family he talked about really what's what's really happening and everything and um i guess what i could do is go ahead and play the audio a little bit while i'm waiting on smart i'm gonna have to pull that up real quick sorry everybody go to my bookmarks go to audio Hold on. there we go we got smart back Damn. There's the man. I was just about to play the audio, Smark. And if you'll give me one second here, I will do that. Yep. Just real quick here. This is the second time tonight that the power has gone out. Oh. So high probability that I'm going to drop off at some point. And if that happens, you know why. Oh. All right. Well, hopefully it doesn't, but uh, we'll see what happens here. I'm trying to find. I won't pull. <laughs> of course, my... Of course, my phone is being a pain in the balls and not pulling up the right shit. Give me one second here. Let me see if I can get this pulled up. Otherwise, I'll just share the screen and hope it works out for the best. Okay, do that. Let's go to bookmarks. Let's go to bookmarks bar news audio. Okay, I can't get it to pull up my phone. <laughs> this is great. All right, let me go down here. And uh, let me go here to Skype. Let me share my screen real fast. Share screen. And I'll make sure I share the audio. Mark, if you're hearing anything weird, let me know. Um, sure. All right. You should be sharing right now. And I'm going to go ahead and pull that audio up right now that I, we were talking about. It is right here. The Triple H audio. All right. Jeff, we're supposed to be watching. Uh, I don't want to play the ad. So if you guys. Just hold on. Don't want to get in trouble for the Samuel L. Jackson Charles Barkley ad. That would just yeah. be that would be horrible. Just horrible. Just horrible. So all right, we got just a few more seconds here, folks. About five more seconds. So we're gonna get right into the Triple H audio. Here we go right now. On Stephen A's world. I had a, a, a viral pneumonia. Mm -hmm. uh, my lungs were inflamed and um you know, as 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 the next couple of days went on when I got home, it got increasingly worse and uh my wife saw some some blood and stuff that I was coughing up mm. and went and got checked. And, you know, I it was coming from the viral pneumonia, but I had fluid in my lungs. I had some fluid around my heart. So they followed up on it, did an EKG and, and uh, echo and everything. And basically, your uh, the way your heart pumps out, the 55 to 60 percent of your ejection fracture, if, if fracture is, a, is a good number. Um, I was at 30. Mm. And uh, I got a, a quick text message saying, don't take time, pack a bag real quick, head to the emergency room, I'll fill you in on the way. So by the time I got to the emergency room, my ejection fracture had gone down to 22, mm. which, uh, you know, I was in heart failure. Wow. Bad. Um, by the next morning, as they figured that out that evening, by the next morning, as they were sending me in to get an MRI done and, and about to go in for a heart cath, my ejection fracture was down to 12. So I was, you, you just, you, you I, was I was nose diving and sort of at the one yard line of, you know, uh, 
where you need to be and, and uh, or where you don't want to be, really. All right, let's just stop there real quick. He didn't want to say the word death. Right. He just didn't want to say it. He was right there on the cusp of death is where he was. Um, Man, just, you know, you think you just got a little cold. You think you're sick. You think, oh, maybe I got the flu. And then you go in and you find out you have this viral pneumonia. You're coughing up blood. Then you get a phone call. Hey, don't even, like, dude, pack a bag and leave now and go to the emergency room. Like, what, what, wait, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, that accelerated rapidly. Yeah, and suddenly you're on your way. I mean, you know, and when they, I've been for a heart a heart thing when I did my double pumping. I went to the emergency room. Dude, it's scary. They swarm you. They start sticking those pads on you. They hook up the EKG machine immediately. It is... I mean, if you're not scared going in, you're scared five minutes into it because it is a fucking, I mean, they, you're, okay, am I dying? <laughs> I don't know, but it's scary. It's scary when you go into the hospital for something for your heart or even if you just tell them that your chest hurts or anything, it's pretty scary. So I've been there for that. I've never been to obviously where he was, but um, this is awful to hear. Um, and obviously... He's, his in-ring career is over. He's going to tell us that right now. So let's get back to it, Spark. For your family and your and your uh, and your future, when they tell you it's ninety-nine percent, you know it gets real. We have three uh, young girls, uh, 15, 13, 11. You know, suddenly I come home. I'm a little bit sick, and their dad, who's you know strong always. Uh, suddenly is in the hospital and I don't know if they understood the the consequences of it but you know there's there's moments in there where you <clears throat> when they're putting you out for stuff and you think is this it you know do, do <clears throat> wow do you wake up for this see the way he's acting here reminds me of something that uh uh, something that I've always said, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that said it, but, you know, I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of not seeing my kids grow up. I'm afraid of, right. I'm afraid of leaving my kids without a father if something were to happen. Um, and it kind of see in his eyes, that's about where he, he was going with this. Um, I mean, he, he obviously getting choked up here. He can barely control himself. He's doing his best not to break out in tears here. Um, he's even putting his mean face on to try not to do it. But, uh, yeah, I can, um, like I said, man, he really just let this all out. He just, uh, he didn't hold back at all. And, um, not that Triple H ever does hold back, but I didn't expect him to go this deep into it. And, um, man, pretty tough to hear though. Huh, Mark? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You don't normally hear him being vulnerable mm. by design. So it's a little bit of a different situation to get used to yeah most definitely most definitely is a little bit different but uh got a little bub just about a minute left of this here we go that's um that's tough to swallow you know and makes you think differently i'm sure as you've come out of your covid scare um makes you think differently about life doesn't make you any less driven for the things that you do but it certainly makes you Appreciate the things that you have more, your friends, your family. As great of an executive as you are, you're also a great champion. 
What does the future hold for Triple H right now? That's what people want to know. Yeah. What do you say to them when asked, when asked that question? Well, for, for me, you know, as far as in-ring, which I get a lot, I'm done. You'll you know, never fight. You, you, I, I, I won't. No, I will never wrestle again. First of all, I have a defibrillator in my chest, which, you know, probably yeah. not a good idea for me to get zapped on live TV. How about that? <laughs> Subscribe to ESPN+. Plus. So there you go. Uh, yeah, probably not a good idea to get zapped on live TV. I think I agree with Triple H there. I don't think anybody needs to see that right there. Um, let me stop this here real quick, Smart, just in case you are hearing any echoes or anything. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty tough to hear right there. I mean, uh, Triple H, you know, a, definitely a huge part of the Attitude Era, uh, with DX and all that stuff, and just, even just by himself, um, it's a little weird hearing people kind of talk about him like he died. Yeah, that was a big takeaway from what I was seeing from a lot of people was just uh, people within the business, people outside of the business, wrestlers, fans, colleagues of his, of just being like, thank you for everything. You meant so much to me. It's like, he's going to be around, hopefully, for a while. Oh, this yeah. is like a preemptive measure to prevent anything else from happening. Right. But... Yeah, I, I get what you're saying because it, it it felt more like a eulogy than like a celebration <laughs> of his career. Felt like he gave his own eulogy right there. To be honest with you, man. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah, Christopher Kane. I saw that Ryback fucking backhanded compliment bullshit from uh, from Ryback. He, 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 anything for him to get a little bit of attention. He's really an attention whore. I really believe that Ryback is nothing but just an attention whore looking to sell his fucking vitamins or whatever bullshit he's pushing right now. But um, I saw that. It was like, oh, you were always kind of like, I, I'm paraphrasing. You were always a dick to me, but uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry to see you go. Uh, <laughs> fuck Ryback. No one cares about Ryback anymore. And he put up another poll that once again went the wrong way for him. Can he not get the fucking hint? Nobody gives a shit. Retire. Fuck off. Uh, if he could, if he was smart enough to do it, he could really turn this into a good like heel gimmick of <laughs> just like purposely and like not only that, but just like wrestling in a way that prolongs the matches. So it's like not only do you get to begrudgingly have to sit through Ryback matches, but then he purposely locks in like fucking chin locks and rest holds. Yeah. Oh. There you go, Sasha Baron Corbin. Yeah, he he said you were you, you were the biggest disappointment, Triple H, but you know I'm sorry you're retiring or something like that. Yeah, there you go, there you go, Dirk. Instead, he's writing books on uh, on 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 water and conservation of water. How there's only a finite amount of water in the world, and he only takes ten minutes to shower. I mean, do you really need more than that? Like after a while, you're just enjoying yourself. And I, mean, I mean that figuratively uh, and perhaps literally, but I mean I'm a good 15 minute shower guy. That's you know I go oh. in, I, I do my thing, I shave, you know. I, I shower in. excessively, but I do you too. really don't. If you actually do what you're supposed to do and get in and get out, it really shouldn't take longer than 10 minutes. But I'll turn on like the Bluetooth speaker and just jam out and have myself a time in there. Yeah, I'll do that. Turn on a podcast, something like that. Uh, and yeah, Derek, I remember when Mish did read that book. That was that was pretty funny. He was reading right from the book. <laughs> I, I do like the idea of like Ryback having like a lab coat that has a sleep scarf. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure it's what he has. Um, 
But anyway, let's go back to Triple H. Uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, we, we've seen this guy go through fucking hell for us. You know, you, you could say what you want. He's a dick. He, you know, this and that. He always just went out there and kind of shot on guys, and you know, on the mic. But we also saw this guy get hurt a few times. We saw him fucking literally damn near his fucking, you know, what was that? His uh, his quadricep rolled up in his leg, and he still finished the match. He got put in the walls of Jericho on a fucking announce table after he was hurt. Mm-hmm. No matter what, you've got to at least have some respect for the guy for that. But, uh, I mean, think about it, man. Triple H has been through a lot, and we've seen him, we've seen him, we've seen him. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I'm glad he's retiring. This wasn't the way I wanted to see Triple H retire. But, um, you know, especially with that last match that him and Sean, I, I believe his last match was is was him and Sean in uh, Saudi Arabia, right? I believe so. Yeah, and that was kind of a disaster. So that is kind of sad if that's his last hurrah. Yeah, but. That sweet Saudi money is so good. That's so good. Yeah. So, whatever. I mean, that'll be one of the last memories we have of him, but what are you going to do? It was bad. Oh, okay, that's right. It was the last match on TV was versus Randy. Thank you, SBC. Um, so there you go. That's not his last memory. His last memory was against Randy, which, yeah, he went out against one of the uh, one of the old Evolution guys. I guess that's not a bad way to go out. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. I guess that's not a bad way. I mean, shit against Randy Orton. Not. I mean, ain't 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 no shabbiness there. So, but uh, yeah, man, I, I just just kind of uh, just kind of sucks about Triple H, man. That uh, he's just not going to be able to wrestle. But I do understand why he's not. I mean, you can't go in there with that. Uh, you know, he's got a goddamn defibrillator in his chest. Like yeah, like. <laughs> Like that—that's—that's that's fucking scary, right there. I can only imagine. I've never had any, believe it or not, considering my my lackluster choice of diet. I've never had a heart problem, but I can only imagine how terrifying that has to be. But yeah. I feel like the real question is: so when does he start this promotion that he's about to start that we all have been hearing about? Yeah, it's called NXT. It's already started. Uh... Oh boy. <laughs> well, it wasn't him and Shane supposed to have their own promotion coming soon. Yeah. That was like, what the fucking ringside news or sporting and shit like that. Him, Shane, and Cody, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cody, Cody. Right, right. Now, Shane, speaking of Shane, he is actually supposed to, it's rumored he's coming back at Mania. But... But but he was thrown out of the building. But but Vince yelled at his kid. Oh my God! Shut up. That actually covers one of the ones I think I sent to you since we're talking about it. Um, but yeah, that would be the ultimate in troll jobs because you have right now they announced for the Saturday night night one of WrestleMania uh. that it's Seth Rollins versus mystery opponent. And how amazing would it be? If Vince came out and he cut the whole promo about how this person like had the guts to defy him and they went out on their own and they became their own man. And now he's coming back to the fold to honor his the legacy. You like you let that word sit out there for a minute of his family, the best wrestling family name in the business. And then you hear fucking Shane's music start. 
and a whole bunch of people that paid money to see well not a whole bunch of people the five people who paid to see cody <laughs> are gonna brandy being one of them is going to over just oh fucking overturning the hot dog carts oh shit that's funny <laughs> yeah there is that um, yeah that would be good I think that would be fucking amazing, actually, because everyone is expecting Cody Rhodes to be the one coming out. And you know, you know what? If he does great, that's fine. I don't care. Again, I I, I don't give a shit if it if it was a work. If it's not a work, I don't care where the fuck Cody lands. I really don't. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. The rumor though is Shane may be coming back. Yes, I I pulled up the article and it's like it really just has no more information than what we just gave you. Oh, yeah. Because I'll read the first two paragraphs. This is by your friend, Mike Johnson. WWE is bringing in Shane McMahon for WrestleMania 38 this weekend. PW Insider has confirmed with multiple sources. There is no word at this time whether McMahon will be appearing on the pay-per-view yet, but we are told that he'll be in town for the entire WrestleMania weekend. And then it goes into a, like, five-paragraph description. I shit you not, five paragraphs of his former position in the company and the last time we've seen him. Well, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But, uh, yeah, that would be the best troll job in the world, man. I would fucking die laughing if they did that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to keep watching WWE after WrestleMania weekend anyway. So I have real, really no stakes involved in this. So if that's what they do, I will fuck. I will fall off of the couch laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it's great. It, like either it, it's just, it's great, no matter what. Like it's either the show leading up to that is going to be good, hopefully, and then that'll be like the icing, the cherry on top, or just the show will be bad, and then that'll be what saves it. And you never know; we may get Stardust back. Hmm. Oh, wouldn't you love to see that? My God, I would die. That would make me laugh, too, if he came right back out as Stardust, like he never left. Mm-hmm. That would fucking crack me up. I would love that right there, because everyone's expecting the, the, the fucking American nightmare and neck tattoo and everything. Oh, I would love to just see him all covered in gold with a fucking stupid mask on, that neck tattoo covered up. <laughs> that would make me happy. That's I would love it as well. Yes. That's what would make me uh make me kind of uh kind of happy this week. <laughs> that would do. <laughs> yes. So above all, that is really what we're rooting for this weekend. It's not one particular match we're looking forward to right. as much as it is just the humiliation of a man we don't personally know, but would <laughs> revel in his embarrassment just the same. Yeah, and I'll tell you the truth. I'm looking the one thing I'm looking forward to isn't even a match. It main, will be. The, It'll be night two. You think so? I think that's why, because they. If, I could be wrong, but it, from what I read, a thing saying according to Owens, that's going to be the main event, like segment of night one. Right. And I feel like they wouldn't put that on last if it wasn't going to be like tune in tomorrow to see a match between Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. I don't know whose voice that is, but <laughs> I don't know either. That would be pretty cool, though, if they hired, like, the guy who did the fucking Super Friends or Justice League or whatever. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. They should hire He's that guy. Dead now. That's an old cartoon. Yeah, somebody should hire that guy. Uh, he's Hell yeah. probably gone, though. 
probably gone. That was an old cartoon. That was uh, one of the first impressions I used to work on. Was that guy. The meanwhile back <laughs> at the Hall of Justice guy. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. See, and what is can only be described as an upset, Christopher Kane's actually kind of rooting for us getting Cody instead of a bait and switch because he has a hankering oh. to type Cody Rhodes sucking his own dick again. <laughs> it's been a minute, and he's been Jonesing. He's like, man, I, I miss listening to that shit. Don't worry, we got Jericho. Jericho can take over for him. Sure. It looks like he has been anyway. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, really, that's really, you know, that's 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 it. I don't even know where we were at that point. I I got lost here. I was looking at I was getting the new the uh AEW notes up. Because Well, we were just talking about kind of glancing over WrestleMania no, that's a little right, bit. That's right. That's we right. We were talking about the Cody bait and switch potentially. Yes, yes. And yes. then you said the only thing you were really looking forward to this weekend was the uh KO show with Steve Austin. Yes, I just want to hear the glass break. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's really all I need to hear. Once I hear the glass break, I can just I can shut it off and be done with it. I'll go back. Just go back to watching poker. Honestly, I'm not not familiar enough with this card to be able to pick out a match that really stands out. Well, why don't we run that card down real quick? Let's do it. All right. I think you've got that. I got to be honest. I kind of. Uh, Actually, you got more than just that card. You've got like pretty much. Yeah, I have the entire weekend, like all of the independent shows, Jeez. and uh, everybody, pretty much anybody and everybody is doing a show this weekend in some form or fashion. Uh, GCW is doing like twenty. Impact is doing one. I'm going to pull up the WrestleMania it's, itself card because if I keep looking, uh... I will have to scroll down a whole shit ton. But this here is from the Wikipedia. We have Night One, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, Gray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul, mm. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. Mm. That might actually be pretty decent. Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boobs, The New Day, huh? Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Oh no, look out. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Question Mark. Uh-huh. And of course, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for night one. Yes, 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 yes. So let's see. That, that, <laughs> that one might be good, to be honest with you. That one might be good. And honestly, Usos versus Shinsuke might actually be a sleeper too. Shinsuke and Boogs. That could be a sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, that one could be good. Uh, definite piss break. Mysterios versus Miz and Paul. Yeah, we can. Uh, that would be a piss break. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not even saying this to try to appease them, but really, I mean, there's Rollins and Cody. I don't like Cody, but I mean, it'll be a good match if it happens. Uh, the main event will probably be good, like you said. But this Drew McIntyre-Corbin match might actually be pretty solid. I mean, for what it is, it's WWE style, so however you feel about that. But they're both good at doing that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
winds right. picking up, so that's probably not good. But um, <laughs> well, I got the card pulled up too. I got the card pulled up too. If you drop off, I'm going to pick up where you left off, sir. <laughs> All right, so we'll transition into night two. We've got oh boy, and you want to talk about a show stealer just right out of the gate. <clears throat> The fatal four-way for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. I coughed because my body couldn't contain the lie. Uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella, the champions. Wow. Um, versus Sasha Banks and Naomi. Versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. Versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Yeah. By the by, her Natalia's sister, who they do the weird incest shit with, has an OnlyFans now. So good for her. Yes, she does. Uh, yes, she does. Also, so does Nia Jax. Also, <laughs> Nia Jax, dude. She's going to make so much money. She's... Tony Storm as well, but we'll get into that later. Oh, yes. Tony Storm has had a wonderful, wonderful end of March uh, for herself. Demo actually, let's double like... back on that. You think she, Nia Jax is going to make a lot of money? I actually do. Dude. Mm, it, it, potentially. You got also. I mean, let's not forget she was for she was a plus size model before she was even in wrestling. Um, so mm. you know she'll listen. They don't have to do nudity. They don't have to. That's, See, I feel like she would make more money if she doubled down and actually did it. Well, she would. Like right now, everybody else is like, it's essentially a fucking titty pyramid scheme. Is you keep you pay for the first couple months, and then if they make enough money within a couple months, they show a little bit more, a little bit more. Theoretically, at some point, you get to the boobs. Some point, which is how it's happened for like a lot of other people, but I don't know. Nobody really in the wrestling spectrum of that, outside of Sadie Gibbs, as I've seen do some topless stuff. But Ooh. it's about the only one. She was like briefly on AEW for like. 20 seconds. I think she's on like dark or whatever. I remember. It's a very tentative connection. I remember. I do remember. But, um, <laughs> I see Dirk put a wrap up there. I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass myself. Um, mm -hmm. th th this match may not be bad. I mean, you got, you got Sasha. You get, and by the way, if you are in the Dallas area, for anyone that may be listening in the Dallas area, you can actually see uh, Shayna Baszler and who else was it? Shayna and someone else uh, is at um, a GameStop in Plano on Friday from 2, 2 to 3.30. I forgot who the other person was. I know it was Shayna Baszler and... Um, I can't. I cannot remember who the other person was. I would not be caught dead at a GameStop these days. It was a shitty experience like years ago. But uh, all right. Anyway, if you want to at least see Shayna, she's there. <laughs> they, I mean, I'd pay about twenty bucks. Oh, here it was Sha GameStop uh, employee. Shayna and Shelton Benjamin. Ah, yes. Okay. There That's you go. Who that it does was. Kept wanting to say it was Cedric Alexander, but I knew it was wrong. And I'm like, no, his teammate. There we go. <laughs> and for $20, Shayna will do something very interesting to you with a remote. Oh. I don't know if I want mm -hmm. it. I don't know anyway. If, I don't know if I want it there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ricochet wasn't available. Anyways, Johnny Knoxville versus extra. Sammy Zayn. Yeah, that... The... And an anything goes match. 
So that means more than likely the rest of the jackass posse yeah. will be involved at some point. Yeah, I would think that. What the hell? Every, you can still hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I suddenly just got like a blue screen on my computer here. And then it went away. That's oh, it went away. It's gone. It's not even here anymore. It was a little creepy, but uh, we'll just keep moving from there. Um, one thing I can say, though, at least Johnny Knoxville doing the jackass stuff, at least I mean, he doesn't give a shit if he gets hurt, doesn't give a shit what happens to him, which could make for some good spots. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, SBC, I don't know. It didn't seem like the blue screen of death because it didn't, you know, cover my whole screen, but I had like the. Uh, DOS prompt, the old uh, command screen, come up with a blue screen, but I don't know. Everything's fine, so let's just not even talk about it. But uh, there could be some good spots, like I said, just because Knoxville doesn't give a shit if he gets hurt. What happened? Not that Sammy's going to try to hurt him. I'm not going there. I'm just saying Knoxville is willing probably to do some crazy shit. Let's just put it at that. Put it that way. Right. Go for it, my man. Derek is giving me pushback on my dislike of GameStop. To that, I will say briefly, I went there. I bought a copy of Madden 2015 once. They said, do you know that there is a new version of this game out? It was 2018. I would assume that if there was a Madden 2014, a Madden 2015, that they would have continued (laughs) the chronological order of the franchise. But uh, anyways... I, GameStop, terrible place. Smart guy. I, I think it's been enough time. To, I, I think it's time to heal. Maybe you should go back to GameStop. Smart. <laughs> Apologize, like I no. absolutely in no way in hell is going to be there. No, don't don't apologize to anyone. Just forgive and forget, man. You know that's 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 what life's all about, man. Yeah, I suppose. Um, and if that guy is there, smack him. Obviously, it's okay to do. Well, this is like 2018, I think I said. So oh, well, he would have had to have been at GameStop for several years, which I feel like is punishment enough. Yeah. Um, speaking manager. of punishment. He's probably the manager by now. Oh, yes. I would hope so. Um, Pat oh. McAfee versus Austin Theory. Punishment as well. A match that Dave Meltzer himself said, who gives a shit? I mean... Yeah, it it is kind of who of, of a who gives a shit match, but we've seen Pat do some pretty impressive shit, and I mean they are putting kind of two. I'm not gonna say two green guys. I don't. I'm not gonna say theories like this. You know, green rookie, but uh, this is kind of it's it's almost the blind leading the blind, if you will, a little bit. I don't. I have a problem with either of these guys. I like Pat McAfee, and I like I liked Austin Theory when he was with the way. I haven't really seen his main roster run. I guess he's basically like Vince's lackey or whatever. But um, it, it was just for a WrestleMania match. Like, when you think of all the... And I'm not going to pretend like WrestleMania hasn't had some shitty matches. But, like, when you look back at the history of WrestleMania, this doesn't seem like the type of match that you would put on mm. along the lines of, like, a, you know, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, or, you know, what have you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And it, uh, for being a WrestleMania match, it's kind of, uh... Yeah. 
we'll see what happens. You know what? Uh, th- this match could surprise everybody. And you know what? I I got a feeling it 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 may. I got a feeling we'll get at least a couple of wows out of it. Yeah, it could be. Could maybe be. an ooh. Maybe a <laughs> maybe a ooh. That didn't look good. Maybe one of those. We'll <laughs> see. Well, there you go. That's actually a good point too. This is it's a live show. <laughs> Someone could get hurt. Oh well. I mean, come on, we, come on. We all watch NASCAR for the crashes. Shut up, okay? <laughs> but, but of course, um, yeah. So RK Bro, they're going to be defending their Raw Tag Team Championship mm. against the Street Profits mm. and Alpha Academy. How about that? That'll be good. Yeah, I think so. That'll be good. Speaking of RK, like, I haven't watched Raw. So this match has probably happened in some iteration numerous times in the last month. Probably. But it'll be like the first time for me. So that'll make it enjoyable. Yeah. And speaking of RK Bro, uh, there was something going around today that WWE had gotten taken marijuana off of the wellness policy. No, mm. nah, don't believe that shit. Um, go right. Go, if, if ever you see that, just go to their corporate website and you can look up their whole drug testing policy. It's all there. there I was also seeing that there's apparently starting to become pushback uh, within Congress about the Delta 8. So if you enjoy your loophole weed, go ahead and buy that up while you still can. Kids. Well, that might be why they started selling a new kind called the THC-O flower. I actually saw that there's a smoke shop right next to the local delicious Mexican restaurant yeah. next to where I'm at. And I just saw a THC zero. And I was like, what the fuck is that? But then well, I had food to pick up, so I didn't have time to stop in and inquire. My wife got it last night. I've been reading up on it a little bit before I smoked. It doesn't look I bad. actually saw that. Oh, there's a smoke shop. Right <laughs> I don't know why the show decided to start playing. I was about to say. That's fucked up, man. This stuff is supposed to do some psychedelic shit to you. Um, it has been known if you oversmoke to have some psychedelic effects, but um, I do have a little bit here. She bought me a little eighth, nice. little twenty-five dollar eighth. But uh, I'm thinking that might be why they started just getting selling this. Now we got the THC dash zero here. So ah, this is the old frosted Kush, as you can see there. Not mm-hmm. bad. Looks like a little dip can. Remember the old dip cans? Yes. Oh, they're very much still a thing. Oh, I still remember how to pack with the old. <laughs> I, used, uh, I dipped through high school, man. I used to fucking. But probably one of the reasons I have stomach issues is because I used to fucking gut Copenhagen in high school to get through because I couldn't smoke. Ah, uh, that's what I was looking for. I, I, in the back of my mind, I was start, trying to remember there was a brand that was like ever present because i never did it but my grandpa to this day does it and a bunch of people obviously in my high school being where i bet they do it i a bunch of guys at work do it because you know a bunch of fucking cowboys at work and the only thing that fucking i hate is they spit in my trash cans yeah that shit is disgusting I like, like, literally, we had them buy gloves just so we can empty trash cans because we have to fucking, there's spit in all of them. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Anyway, I'm, I'm not trying to gross anybody out here. 
move on from that. Please go to the next match, Mark. Please. There you go. I have to fire it back up. There we go. We have Edge and AJ Styles. That will be a match that will start off good, but will probably run too long in Edge fashion. I don't know. Heel Edge, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, it's got potential for sure. All, all jokes aside, it could be good. I'm just saying Heel Edge doesn't go out there and do the old, I got to appease the audience. He'll go out there, do what needs to be done, win or lose, and then uh, get out of there. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. I could be wrong. I am a lot. I mean, that's probably the best, like, on paper looking match of this night. Have probably you not, card in general. Have you not seen the next match? Well, yeah, I spoke <laughs> too soon because we've got Bobby. And how is this not a title? How is this not a main event? Because, like, you know, they put Rock and Hogan out there, and then they had the gall to have Jericho, Triple H, be the main event, and the crowd was dead because they just, all the energy was spent on the match before. We're going to have a similar situation here because the real clash of the heavyweight titans, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Dear God, Bobby, please wear a back brace. Because you're going to have to do a lot of carrying, my boy. Oh, this, I mean, we were looking for the barn burner. Um, This match will serve set a barn on fire, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, because the person inside <laughs> will embalm themselves. Don't say bomb. They will. <laughs> yes. Just pour gasoline on the television. Just uh, stand next to the television as it goes up. Uh, you know what? It's going to be interesting to see how Bobby Lashley carries almost through a match. Uh, I, I will say that. And I definitely think if anyone can do it, uh, Lashley can. I got, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put a lot of faith in Bobby Lashley here. I got faith in Bobby that he can make this a, a hell of a match. I really do. I mean, if they don't, if they're smart enough to just let it be like five minutes or under, it could be all right. Like, I, I haven't seen Almas wrestle in a minute, but Bobby's a good enough wrestler to be able to kind of just have a Haas fight for a couple minutes, get in, get out without it looking too terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I do think so. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, but go ahead, man. Hit it up. And, of course, the winner-takes-all match. Mm. The unification match for the WWE WWE Universal Championship. Mm. You got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Uh, this match should be great. I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. This match really should be fucking good. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it honestly should be. It should be a really good match. I, I think so. I mean, they, they've spent the like how many months now building it? Like, I think at least since like December or so or early January. Right. So they put a lot of time and thought and effort into the build. Hopefully it'll be it'll deliver. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. But I mean, you know, I mean, Brock Lesnar right now is out there doing amazing stuff. Um, matter of fact, I got a clip of 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 happy cowboy Brock Lesnar. Uh <laughs> Very good. Yeah, let me uh, minimize this a little bit, and I will once again share the old screeny screen and turn on the audio, and I will give it a second because it does take a second to go through. 
Are you hearing anything behind this, or is it sounding fine? I get an occasional hiss, but right. it's not that bad. If anybody else is getting that, what? Go ahead and let us know. I don't hear it, um, but uh, as long as there's not a snake behind me, I'm fine. Um, all right, let's go ahead and play this once again. We have Happy Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, it, it's kind of refreshing to hear this Brock Lesnar. Here we go. You see, for the last 20 years, that loudmouth Paul Heyman has been doing all the yapping for me, but I got to do this for you tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday Night Raw! Yeah, it felt good, but it felt like it sucked. (laughs) We're going to take a trip down. Hold on. I love this Brock Lesnar. He's like, guys, I'm not that good at promos, but I'm trying my best. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm doing the best I can. And listen, you guys are helping me out. You're, I mean, and, and you know what? I have not heard one complaint about Brock Lesnar not being able to cut a promo. He's doing shitty. I have not heard one complaint about Brock Lesnar and his talking ability on this run. I haven't, not one. Certainly not from the live crowd. No. No, I, I would go ahead and just sit on my hat there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like this promo know. sucks, but you shut the fuck up. I can hear you. <laughs> Even if he can't, he might. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. We got another less than a minute left. Here we go. The streets of Suplex City. And then I'm going to introduce you to the old beast of Broadway. After that. Play along, that's all right. (laughs) We're going to hit the carnival. We're going to go for a ride on the F5. And ain't nobody survives a ride on the F5. (laughs) Yeah, Steve will be there too. (laughs) Steve Austin. He's an ass kicker like me too. But he didn't kick my ass. (laughs) <laughs> All right, enough. Dude, this is the best Brock Lesnar ever right now. How did he become more Southern after he left the United States? That's wild. Because he sounds like he's about to like bring out fucking Blake Shelton or something. Oh, he's like, oh, you know, we're hooting and hollering and having a good time, but uh, go no, ahead and stick around here. I mean, we thank you for your time joining us at Dollywood. Well, I mean, Canada's got a lot of uh, country parts to it. I mean, you got, I mean, the the, the Yukon is basically just a bunch of country folk. So, I mean, that that's just what it is. Canada's got got country folk. Every every place has fucking farms and. You know, you, you need farms everywhere. and You know what comes with farms? Cow shit? Farm people. <laughs> there you go. Good old country boys and girls. It just always surprises me when people who don't have a southern accent later on in life develop one. Because it's happened to everyone else in my family, too. Oh, my Perhaps nephews. me as well, but I, I fought against it with my, the better essence mm. of my being. Oh, my nephews were here for a year, and you would think they grew up here. Yeah, I can, I can see it. You would think they grew up here. I never really, certain words I say may have some 
southern to him. I know after a few beers, I do start uh, getting a little southern, but um, I don't. I don't, sure. I don't think I have it that bad. No, not really. I, I can't really tell. No, thank God I don't have the fucking northern Boston accent. Oh God. Oof, that's a bad one. Because my whole, because mm-hmm. my all my family from Boston has the bad accent. So, luckily, I didn't get that. But <laughs> you got lucky because not only do you not have the Boston accent, but like I feel like seventy five percent of people from Boston look like Dan Henderson. <laughs> like they all just look like human pit bulls, and I I don't know why, but that's how it happens. Because you got to be tough to live in Boston, bro. Boston, Boston, mm-hmm. the tough town, man. Tough town. Bill Bear's got a little bit of that going on, not entirely, but just just a little. A little, a little bit. He does kind of pit bull. The older he gets, he's getting a little more pit bully. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. This this mania is going to be interesting. And of course, night one wasn't a match, so we didn't mention the uh, Stone Cold thing with KO. I like I said, I think that's going to be one of the best things coming out of um, out of it. And you think they're going to move a match over to night two? There's already seven matches on each night right now, huh? You really think they're going to add a match? They could. I mean, we don't know how long this is. They're, they're, they want it to be. It seems like a match or two could get shuffled to the pre-show. Mm. And no. Huh. I don't know. Could get shuffled. You're right. I believe there's like a two-hour pre-show before both these shows. Um, Although it's hard to find one on this. Maybe the McAfee Theory one. Or the tag team championship match because the women's tag team championship match, I don't think that's going anywhere. Mm, because it know. seems like the betting money would be that that's going to be how they bring back Bailey, but we'll see. Oh, good, good, good. And, and again, we, we didn't do predictions yeah, because really we uh, haven't been watching. Our predictions right now would just be fucking blind. So probably still very accurate. Probably. I don't think they've changed the direction of their booking. Oh yeah. Well, we could probably nail at least that, at least 50% of these matches. I guarantee it. But, Mm -hmm. uh, why bother? I don't even, I don't even think it matters. Everyone else is going to do predictions. So (laughs) what what the hell at this point, right? Well, why should we bother? As BC says, Conan doesn't like the new Brock Lesnar. I bet he's jealous. Conan. I don't think I've ever heard Conan speak positively about anything. No, Conan doesn't like anybody unless you are, um, unless you smoke weed with him, or mm-hmm. unless you've been in a tag team with him. Or Even that, or like, I, I can't imagine. I feel like if you gave Conan a lie detector, he he probably would have good things to say about Hernandez. Uh, not a lot of people do, but um, I don't know. I don't understand what it is about him that doesn't work. Because he moves well for a big guy. He's a fucking big jack dude. I can fly I, I around. Like I like Decent Hernandez. enough charisma. But there's just something about him that just, like, is very underwhelming. Yeah, obviously there is. Because he really hasn't. Um, I mean, he's never been. He's never been to WWE, has he? Not unless he was, like, briefly in developmental. But I don't believe so. I think there might have been, like, a real early 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 episode of one of the you know not the main shows that he might have been on cuz uh Brian Cage was very briefly in developmental right yeah that i so do so if know. it was something like that maybe but i don't even think that happened 
see Hernandez. I'm going to have to really... Holy shit, that's the first result. I thought I was going to have to do some deep diving in Wikipedia. What... What did it say? Um, well, he was in arena football. That's wild. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Following the end of his arena football career, Hernandez trained under Tugboat Taylor Ooh. and later Rudy Boy Gonzalez, the Texas Wrestling Academy. Hmm. Debuted at Texas All-Star Wrestling in November 1996. Uh, okay. Actually, here we go. 2000 and 2001, Hernandez worked for World Wrestling Federation as, as a jobber. That's Wikipedia's words, not mine. Appearing on episodes of WWF, Jacked, yep. and in Dark Matches. I said, yes, I wrestled yep. for TNA, but people know that. I thought I had seen a match. I used to have this huge collection of rare matches that I I um, found. <clears throat> yes. I found huge collection. Tape of in the woods. It happens to everybody. Abs- Normally, it's yes. naughty magazines. Yes. Box found an old. He found the compilation series of it was, it was a compilation of weird old matches, and I think one of them might have been Hernandez on Jacked. I told you I thought I thought it was one of those off, you know, not raw shows, one of those older ones. I was right technically. I, I it was either Jacked or Velocity or Heat. I knew it was one of those three. Let's see. And I actually thought Heat was a little bit too much for him. So all right, he worked, one year he worked there, right? <laughs> Uh, it says 2000, 2001, so I guess he was just sort of briefly Man. shuffled in and out. Well, that could have been December to January. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they don't really have a definitive time frame. Hire December 30th, left January 1st. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it's like impossible to find because the YouTube results are, of course, wielding or yielding Hercules Hernandez. Instead of if you type yeah. WWF Hernandez, that's what you get. Yeah, that's what I wish. Yeah, you'd have to probably. I don't know what he went by there. Though I don't think he was Hernandez in there. That's probably why you can't find him. Might want to see what is what he what the name he went by in WWF, and maybe then you could find him. Hmm, maybe if if you really want to do it. Ah, here we go. Oh, oh geez, he went against Haku. Oh. Which in rest in a kayfabe sense and a real world sense is rough. They're, I believe it or not, they actually have both of his matches. I'm assuming wow. there's only like one or two, but it's him against Haku because he went under Sean Hernandez. Okay. And uh, Crash Holly one against Haku and one against Crash Holly. Wow. There's a sad case there. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, we don't need to get into all that right now, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, as far as mania though, I I I don't think on paper it doesn't look that bad. I think there may be a few matches that even look bad on paper that might actually come out in the end looking a little better than they look right here. I mean, like I said, that Knoxville Sami Zayn match on night two may be good. Um, Again, just because Knoxville is not afraid to take any to take bumps or you know, what does he care? He'll heal up. Yeah. yeah. What does he care? Uh, Pat, you know, McAfee versus Theory. Uh, we've seen McAfee actually be able to do some shit in the ring. That could be a decent one. I think Edge versus AJ is going to be fucking awesome. I really do. I've been kind of keeping a little bit of you know, seeing a little bit of what Edge has been doing with this new heel thing. I'm loving it. And Lesnar Roman night two is going to be great. Night one, 
night one doesn't look as good on paper, to be honest with you. Um, Seth Rollins versus Shane McMahon. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be amazing. That would win night one for me. God, I hope that's it. Um, Charlotte versus Ronda. Imagine I... if like, they like, fucking just put an absolute cherry on top. Shane McMahon comes out. And he's got a fucking temporary tattoo of a dollar sign on his neck. <laughs> it would be the most. It would be a fucking chef's kiss of a troll. That would be the money sign neck tattoo. That would be beautiful. If he just came down, you're right. That would be fucking awesome. But and definitely temporary. That would be fucking beautiful. Oh, it'd be so. It'd be. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping against hope that that's actually what happens. That's what I'm rooting for. Oh God, I think we should name the show "Temporary Money Tattoo." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's hope I remember it. Oh shit, that'd be fucking amazing, man. That really would be like one of the best trolls you could ever see. It's just <laughs> Shane coming out. And just, oh, and I would love it if they even gave him new music and he came out to this obnoxious fucking entrance, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the fucking whole place turns red. You know, you got the, what was it, the red waves that uh, Cody had back there, whatever the fuck was in his fucking, you know, little entrance there. And then Shane just, and then the song turns. Mm-hmm. Here comes the money. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping so bad for this. That's what I want. And, and again, it's not that I don't want Cody to, you know, go to WWE. If he goes back, he goes back. I don't give a shit. Um, but uh, man, I mean that that'd be fine since I don't really watch WWE. That'd be great if Cody went back there. You honestly. can't lose either way because either way they troll their fans, or Cody does come back and we don't have to sit through Cody Rhodes promos anymore. Oh man, that'd be great. But uh, at least we're getting Seth out there. Seth has been doing some good stuff too. Yeah, Seth's been doing some 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 pretty cool stuff too. So I don't know. Mania is going to be a little different, like I said, and especially since Smart Me and I mean I don't know how much WWE you've been watching lately, but I know we don't really talk about it much unless there's something good that happens. So I don't know, man. What are you feeling about these two nights here? What about night one? I I feel like night one actually is the one I'm looking forward to, just because of like it seems that like there's more potential for what could happen. Like, you know, the mystery mystery man match of like, is it going to be the obvious thing or are they going to swerve people? Because it's really not out of the realm of possibility that they do some fucking weird shit. Um, and then, of course, you know, whether or not what's going to come from the KO segment with Owens, if it's actually going to turn into an actual match that night or the next night or, you know, just how that ends up turning out. Yeah. See, I'm looking more forward to night two, but night one, I am looking forward to the end of the show. Like I said, you know, fucking glass breaking and the whole thing that goes on. I just want to see what happens with uh, Owens and and Stone Cold more than anything. So, I feel like night one's going to be more of a spectacle, and that's kind of just what I'm tuning in for. Because hmm. it's like there's, I'm going to be watching a good majority of the Mania Week shows, so I'm going to be like saturated with actual good wrestling. So. 
just being able to get a little bit of a sideshow or getting to be some of the pomp and circumstance, the spectacle of it all. Yeah. I'd be all right with that. And I mean, they're starting to do shows Thursday at 11 a.m. Yep. I see you've got that here. Might as well roll right into that. That's perfect, actually. I am going to go ahead and copy and paste because it is easier to read it that way than to read it off Messenger. Mm. But here we go. This is from Voices of Wrestling. They saved me the work. Read some of these here WrestleMania shows. Like you said, the first show is at 11 a.m. Glory Pro Wrestling Cemetery Gates. Uh Um, Not really a lot of people, a lot of like wrestlers on this card that most of us would know. But you're going to be thrilled to know that old Davey Richards is back in action. He's teaming with Rocky Romero Hmm. versus Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega. So that's a thing. And my favorite part of this is scheduled to appear is Dan the Dad. He does a cool gimmick where he's Dan the Dad. And, like, his whole gimmick is that he's basically, like, a wrestling stepfather or something like that. Like, I saw him wrestle once. It was, like, a six-man tag. And um, they went to do, like, a superplex. And he got into the ring and scolded them, made them come down off the top rope because they were going to get hurt. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. So just... But, like, what makes me laugh is on this listing, they have all these matches listed, and then the last bullet point just says Dan. So it's like, oh, Dan is going to be there. Dan. And then it says, scheduled to appear, Alley Catch, comma, Dan the Dad. So they they do push it a little more. Um, Now, Smark, are you not a Davey Richards fan? Um, He's all right. I don't mind him. But I, I... if I might be misremembering things, but I seem to remember, like, back in the day, you, you guys would clown on him quite a bit. Well, yeah, I guess I can... For those who don't know, what happened is it was on the uh, the, the Wrestling Umbrella page when it was... The group, when it was a the um, THT group. And we were having a conversation about something in that group. I don't think any of us knew Davey Richards was a member of the group. I didn't know either. And Shaheen said, uh, he said something about, I forgot which wrestler it was, but Shaheen made a valid, you know, opinion about a wrestler. And Davey Richards jumped at him. What's your resume, big guy? And Shaheen's (laughs) like, do you want to know where I work? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he, I, that would have been great if he literally a fucking cover page and all just copy and pasted his resume he said he almost did uh but th- that's where that whole thing came from i actually liked i mean i i, I actually don't mind david richards i actually kind of liked the guy i thought it was pretty funny that he actually got uh, angry enough <laughs> it wasn't even a comment about him but it was a, a, a it, it was someone else and Davy Richards jumped in, and next thing you know, but I mean, I, I basically, I mean, I, he, I mean, his wrestling name is damn close to my real name, so gotta have mm-hmm. a little, gotta have a little respect for the guy for that. And, oh, and by uh, that wasn't really even a shot at him. Just by law, Davy Richards has to refer to everybody as big guy. Because uh, uh, to him, they are. It doesn't matter who it is. Like, I'm sure Shaheen's taller than him, but I'm sure all of us are taller than him that are on the call and in the chat. It's just, it's by law. He has to refer to everyone as big guy. He would probably have to refer to my 13-year-old as big guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's tall. He's tall. He's like 5'8 already, man. He's fucking tall. Um, yeah, he's got to beat then, for sure. Now, I, I do have to ask, though. 
Yes. Who is Hustle and Muscle? Because I like the name. You know, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. To be honest. I also like the name Technical Difficulties for a, a, a tag team. I like that. Yeah, I like that as well. I like that one. Very, very, very nice. Technical Difficulties. Actually, all these teams are pretty good. Technical Difficulties versus Fly Def versus Alpha Omega versus Hustle and Muscle. This is like the, the fucking the fucking tag teams of great names match. Mm-hmm. There's also a lady on the show named Tootie Lynn, which is a cool name. Yes. Maybe not a wrestling name, but just Tootie Lynn. I, like if somebody was a musician named Tootie Lynn, I would listen to them because they would probably play some kick-ass jazz. Eh, maybe she was on the, uh, you know, Facts of Life or something. Maybe she'll tell you about them. There you uh, go. And, and and then she's wrestling like the most generic wrestling name, Janai Kai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... You would like her, though. Oh, really? Her whole gimmick, basically, is she's like female karate kid she has a fucking headband uh-huh. and the whole like outfit and everything she's like big uh-huh. into the whole martial arts thing but like 80s karate kid style martial arts not the you know ufc pretend so it's more like a cobra kai kind of uh gimmick yeah yeah exactly all right, all right. let's go ahead all right let's 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 move on a little bit smart i didn't mean to stop you but a few things caught my eye okay <laughs> yeah we're going to skip over some of these shows because some oh, yeah. of these shows are n- got canceled and things like that. But um, 3 p.m., also Thursday, mm. I'm surprised it's that early, uh, we have Josh Barnett's Bloodsport number eight. You got John Moxley versus Biff Busick. Wow. You have Minaro Suzuki versus Chris Dickinson. That Ooh, should be fun. That's going to be brutal. <laughs> oh, yes. Josh Barnett versus Jonah, the former Bronson Reed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm curious about this one. John Hennigan, formerly Johnny Nitro, Morrison, mm-hmm. Mundo, whatever you would like to call him, versus Simon Gotch. I'm surprised he's still wrestling. You don't hear that much from him. I, I, uh, I, I, but I'm just I'm curious to see what Hennigan's going to do in that format. Yeah. He's not really known as being like a, you know, brawler per se but it'll be interesting yeah it definitely will be but uh and simon gotch i think the last time i heard of him was the last blood sport yeah me actually for real me too yeah because he does do all of these blood sports yes so I, that was yeah. like the last time i had heard of him or seen him he was on a blood sport show uh, 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 keep going <sighs> this, this, this is a fucking hell of a card and look right, right back down there we got janae uh, janai kai again yeah uh, Alex Coughlin versus Slade. I'm going to be honest, I don't know who either of them are. Um, Ninja, I, I like Ninja Mac. Ninja Mac versus Yoya. Royce Isaac versus Bad Luck Tito. Bad oh. Luck Tito is cool. I, I haven't really seen a lot of his matches, but he mm-hmm. just looks like somebody who straight out of central casting for like Bouncer in a bar movie. Why? He's just a big motherfucker. He's got tattoos. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't fuck with him. Yuya right. um, Yuya Mora versus Mike Bailey. Timothy Thatcher, he's on the scene again. All right. Versus J.R. Kratos. I'm actually looking forward to that. I like Timothy Thatcher. And Zeta Yang, or yeah, I think that's how it is, versus Marina Shafir. All right. Marina Shafir. Saw a little bit of her earlier on old Dynamite. Uh, Yeah, it seems she's all elite or on her way to being all elite, which I've got no problem with. I actually, I'm a little surprised WWE got rid of her. I. I thought they saw some good things for her, but uh, good, good for her, definitely. Um, this, this is not a bad. I, I mean, a lot of big names on this card. It's gonna be a fucking. This 
Moxley versus fucking Biff Busick. Um, former only only Lorcan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a fucking. But this this Minoru Suzuki versus Chris Dickinson. Dickinson is fucking nuts. Matter of fact, it's funny we were talking about uh, that before when you dropped off there. Uh, we were talking about Kimberly and um, some accusations she had put up. But uh, Chris Dickinson was the one we, uh, me and Shaheen talked to him right after he did the whole thing with Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but he has no problem, you know, taking a few fucking hits, getting fucking bloody, and you know, getting brutal with it. So. And obviously, we know Suzuki's actually known for that style. So you got one guy who's known for the style, one guy who doesn't mind working that style. This match is going... That, that Suzuki Dickinson match might be the fucking one to tune into. Yeah. I don't know if he's if this is going to be his very first match back or not, but he's just now recently getting back because he broke his leg a couple of months ago. Right. So he's been out of action for cool for a minute now. So right. it, it, he's back in the swing of things. Um, skip forward a little bit. We got MLW Intimidation Games Friday night, 7 p.m. Uh, MLW World yeah. Heavyweight Championship. Alex Hammerstone versus Jacob Fatu. Love him. Mm. Versus Mads Kroger. Kruger. Sorry. Mads Kruger. He's got a horror-themed gimmick, so it's, it's up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, <laughs> Dave Richards again will be checking the resume of Richard Holiday. Uh, we have L.A. Park versus L.A. Park Jr. versus Pagano, and of course, who else would Pagano team with but Gangrel? They're uh-huh. of course longtime friends. I don't know that. Um, <laughs> it's a weird addition, but it I'll is. take it. It's fun. Go for it. Um, <laughs> Enzo's got an open challenge. Oh, that'll be interesting because they're going to give Enzo a microphone. So that'll be fun. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> women's featherweight belt. That's an interesting concept that they do. They have like weight divisions in the women's division. I'm trying to make it seem more like a legitimate mm. sport, which you don't really see, but that's, that's kind of cool. You don't really see that in women's wrestling. No. Uh, Shaza McKenzie versus Holiday. That'll be fun. Yeah. And this one, I've been dreading saying his name for a minute now. EJ Nduka. And Kelvin Tankman probably butchered that name, uh, and Duca anyway, versus the Bumaye Fight Club, which okay. I actually got that part right. So, all yeah, right, 50 right. 50. Uh, MLW World Middleweight Championship again, weight classes, Myron Reed versus Question Mark. So, either Shane McMahon or Cody Rhodes. <laughs> uh, look forward to that. Uh, so I don't know why I found p- that so funny, but just the way you said it was great. It was like so nonchalant. Um, at 8 p.m. we have 8 p.m. Friday, so we're winding down on Fridays. <laughs> Joey Janela's Spring Break Six, Part One. So you got two parts of Joey Janela's Spring Break this year because Joey Janela has extra time in his hands now. Where's that one? Okay, um, okay, we're, we're we're back at Fair Park. We're, the last one was at Gillies, by the way, which is a obviously famous bar uh, from the old Urban Cowboy movie. Not it's not the same place, but anyway. Um, all right, if and, it's and, still a bar setting, that'll be kind of fun. Yeah, and, and these ones, uh, these that are at Fair Park, if uh, you're into a uh, little 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 horse racing. Right there for it, brother. <laughs> I can see Joey Janela being into horse racing. He well, seems like the type. That's the, this 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 is a racetrack, and the weather here is supposed to be 
fucking beautiful for the next few days. A little bit of rain tomorrow, but after that, it's going to clear up, and we're in the fucking 70s and 80s the rest of the fucking week. That's actually interesting you say that, because last year they had the opposite problem. Last year, WrestleMania was in Florida, and they were doing a lot of shows, like how we're talking about, they were doing shows in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and middle of the day. And the first day, they kind of got a better handle on it as time went by, but the first day, like, multiple wrestlers got sick, matches had to stop because people were, like, dehydrated, throwing up, and I think somebody even fainted. Like, it was just, it was a real fucking nightmare of a time. Uh, then you don't want to come to Texas because you think it's humid in Florida. Uh, wait till you don't have an ocean breeze. <laughs> well, it could be a little bit different, I think, because some of the venues are going to be indoors this time. Last year was all outdoor. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, both, all the venues you've mentioned are indoors, so. Yeah, though yeah. that that was the problem. The crux of the problem last year mm. was, you know, we were early into COVID, so everybody was doing outdoor. Right, right. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be more indoor shows now. And 8 p.m., like we're talking about, uh, Joy Janela Spring Break Part Six, Part One. We have the GCW World Championship. John Moxley defending his title against AJ Gray. They book him to be super strong, so that actually is a bit of a hefty match. Mm. Uh, Joy Janela versus X Pac. Joy Janela turned heel and turned on X Pac <laughs> in a tag match that they had a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So they they got a little feud going. <laughs> All right. Uh, GCW Ultra Violent Championship match: Alex Colon versus John Wayne Murdoch. Mm-hmm. You have the GCW Tag Team Championship, the Hate Club. That is Nick Gage and uh, Matt Tremont. There we go. Okay. Versus Second Gear Crew and the Briscoe Brothers. That's gonna be fucking insanity. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um. We have Blake Christian versus A.R. Fox. Such That's good if you like high-flying. And I do, so I enjoy that. And the last match, or kind of the opening match, since it's the bottom of the card, we have Allie Catch versus Mickey James. That and will be good she for had put reasons. out a video mm. where she's kind of taking on the role that Mickey James took on when she was feuding with Trish Stratus of how she grew up to a big Mickey James fan and it's her fantasy to be in there with her. Ooh. She kind of implied that there might be some, uh, uh, a very famous spot might be reenacted. So look forward to that, I guess. Oh, fucking old, oh, fucking, uh, what's his name over there? Mickey's husband. Um, uh, uh, Aldous. Nick Aldous. Aldous. He's fucking over there. Hope praying for a goddamn three way. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make him the special referee, I guess. Ooh, I would referee that one. <laughs> For sure. Um, let's see. I'm following We have the you. wrestle, the March Hick, Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show. It's usually done by high spots. Uh, we got Biff Busick versus Minoru Suzuki. That'll be fun. Mark and Jay Briscoe versus Homicide. And Loki, any type Loki is involved, it could be fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, for any number of reasons, he may or may not show up. Um, Bandito versus Mike Bailey. That'll be fun. Tim. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Timothy Thatcher. I don't know why I hit a roadblock on that. Mia Yim versus Athena, formerly Amber Moon. Uh, you got Ice Austin, Black Taurus, Josh Alexander. They're teaming up versus Michael Oku, Ray Horace, and Laredo Kid. And you got Team Onita versus Team PCO. Anytime PCO is involved in something, you know crazy shit is bound to happen. Mm-hmm. 
And we uh, scheduled to appear, of course, Onita is on the card, Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton, and John Morrison. So you got a little bit of Rock and Roll Express. All right, my man. I'm uh, going to keep skipping a little bit over here. Mm. What do we got? We're moving on to Friday. And if I find a card that's interesting, uh, MLW Azteca Underground. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. We got L.A. Park versus Jacob Fatu. Aramis versus Gino Mendia. Uh, Mini Abismo Negro versus Aries. And question mark. Man, he's getting booked all over the place. Man. Versus L Dragon, Micro Man, who may or may not be Austin Aries, and Aerostar. Uh, the joke being that Microman is roughly about three and a half feet tall. Um, I got the joke. I really, that's why I'm laughing. I totally got that joke. For those that don't watch MLW. Um, I don't, and I still got that joke because I've seen Microman before. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Uh, Octagon Jr. versus Matt Cross. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Hollow Dead versus Cheek Tormenta. Okay. Flamita versus Bandito. I just enjoy doing these names. Hammerstone and the Von Eric brothers nice. versus Mads Kruger, Richard Holiday, and King Mortes, which is the former Mill Mortes of uh, Lucha Underground. Got Enzo versus Casey Navarro. And the National Open Weight Championship, Alex Kane versus Puma King mm-hmm. versus every, your favorite box, ACH is going to be in the house, versus Myron Reed. Look, maybe he's got his shit worked out by now. I, I he he was. Uh, l- 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 I'll just say that maybe he's got his fucking uh, fucking shit worked out. Maybe it seemed like he took some time away. I hadn't seen him. He was I, on a GCW show in February. That was. I think he, he needed. Somebody resurfaced. I think he needed some time. I think he needed to uh, maybe go to the top of the mountain or something. Man, he was. Uh, he was sounding a little. Uh, not only was I not, in, I, mean, I was actually worried about the guy. He was not sounding well for a while there. Well, he started off reasonably enough, and then he just like kind of when he had the form, he didn't step off the soapbox quick enough, and he just like kept going, and it sort of became less and less reasonable the more things he complained about, and then after a while, it became like, dude, just sign off of Twitter for a little while. Which he did. He just kind of disappeared, which I think was the smartest thing he did, and he he's been. Low key, not that low key, um, but uh, <laughs> he's just been low key about it, and I think that was the fucking way to go. I really do. And like I said, I I hope this guy's got his shit worked out. And I'm also noticing that a lot of these people just uh, a lot of these promotions just basically booked venues and just they're keeping their venues going. Um, good way to do it, man. Get as many people, and man, some of these. I mean, look, you, I mean, we've got John Moxley on what two shows already. You got Matt mm-hmm. Cross on a couple of shows, I think, already. The Von Erics are supposed to show up at another show. Man, this is a money-making weekend for these guys, and fucking, it's 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 awesome to see. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, they're all, the venues are all close to each other, so you get multiple people that are out there, get multiple bookings throughout, you know, all three, four days. Oh, yeah. How I mean, long they're running it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bad for... Uh, Janai Kai, she's got to work at eleven. She's got to work at three, and I think we—I think there was another match I saw her in that we skipped by at like five, and I'm like, holy shit! Right? Like, yeah, I mean, this is—it's sort of 
every year there's at least one or two people that will become like the marathon man or woman that are on a bunch of different shows. It's good to get it, it's good for people that are in her position of still being new right. to kind of get their name out there. Like I remember the last last year that was it was really big for uh, Lee Moriarty and now he's in AEW. No. So it's it's a stepping stone for sure if if you play your cards right. All right, nice. nice. All right, it, so it we got is, three right. p.m. We're going back to the Ember. What was the building? The oh, M- Embarcadio, Embarcadero, Embarcadero. Okay, there we go. Fair Park, in Dallas, Texas. Three p.m. It's GCW for the culture. Oh yeah. We got AJ Gray versus Darius Lockhart, Hoodfoot. I like him versus Billy Dixon. Mm-hmm. Got Two Cold Scorpio. He's still in the game. Oh, yeah. He's taking on Brian Keith. Hitmakers versus Shane Taylor Promotions, formerly of Ring of Honor. I always think this is interesting because they they did this at the last couple uh, for the culture shows. The impacts, impacts, that's right. I'm just going to pluralize all of these words. Impacts, knockouts, worlds, championships. Tasha Steeles versus Big Swoles. So Big Swole is, uh, I think this is going to be her GCW debut. I could be wrong about that, but we, we had talked about her before. She didn't end up resigning with AEW, and now here she is. Oh, good. I'm glad, she landed. I'm glad she landed somewhere. I always thought she had a great look and a great build and really thought she had some potential. I think someone could definitely, you know, definitely see her as an asset. So good. Good for her. Yeah. And now this is the match of that show that I'm most looking forward to. Uh-huh. We got Rich Swan versus JTG. JTG is actually last year. He had some really good matches with some unlikely people. Like he, him and Jimmy Lloyd, believe it or not, actually had a really good match. And him and uh, Vance Warner had a good match. Hmm. So he's putting in he's putting in the work out there. <laughs> Sasha Baron Corbin says this is too much wrestling. Uh, Sasha Baron Corbin, if you were looking at this webpage. He's about a quarter of the way through the page. Yes, I'm skipping a large majority of these shows. Just yeah, in the name of I think we're only breath. probably going to do a couple more, and then we'll... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, we talked about this a little bit, so we'll talk about it a little bit more. We got the New Japan Lone Star Shootout. Ooh. It's at 5 p.m. Friday. You got Chris Dickinson versus Tomohiro Ishii, Ooh. Jay White versus Mike Bailey. Got Juice Robertson, David Finley, and Kevin Knight. Oh, and Daniel Garcia. He's on the team as well. Versus Mascarada Dorada. And that's the uh, former Grand Metalik. Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks and Yuya Uomura. You got Ren Narita versus Rocky Romero. This is what we talked about before. Killer Cross versus Minaro Suzuki. And Alex Cologne, Fred Rosser. The former Darren Young and DKC versus Tom Lawler, Jer R. Kratos, and Royce Isaac. I six. The one time I don't pluralize something. And then the last match there, Blake Christian versus Jonah. Jonah once again. Nice. And um wow, Killer Cross versus Suzuki. <laughs> that could be a good one too, right there. Um now Killer Cross we were talking about, but not on Airsmark. Yes. You know what? I should pull that up. Um, someone today put out a video of Killer Cross, former Carrion Cross, doing an impression of Jesse Ventura. Now, 
I gotta say, I've watched many in, in you know impersonations. <laughs> I've been a fan of you know all that kind of comedy before. You know Frank Caliendo and a uh, bunch of people like that, and I love it. This may be the best Jesse Ventura I've ever fucking heard in my life. Uh, give me a second. Let me share the screen so Smart can hear this with all of us. Let me do that real quick, and I will go ahead. It is unmuted. It is unmuted. Okay, we can go ahead and play this. Don't tell me you don't have four more reps in you. Come on, Chris. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I was there. Jesse Ventura is here? I was doing tricep extensions in the Gulf of Compton. I'm a frogman. So are you, Chris. Come on now. We ain't got time to bleach here in the gym. Don't tell me. All right. There it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, but y'all might have thought that was actually Jesse Ventura. He loses half a point for breaking character with a laugh, but otherwise it's 9.5. Oh, I'd give it out of 10. That was fucking, he fucking nailed it. That was beautiful. That was great. Especially, I mean, all the stuff he's talking about is all stuff Jesse. I was a frog. I was, I was a Navy SEAL. Uh, that's all stuff Jesse gets into, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. That's another one of Jesse's. I was there, brother. <laughs> oh, uh, man, that would be a gimmick. That was great. Like you have Jay Lethal doing the Black Machismo thing. You just team him up with Killer Cross as Jesse Butcher. Oh, my God. that uh, I'm not sure that one would work. But uh, I don't know. That was great. I just thought that was a great video. And I'm like, I have got to play this on the show tonight. This is the best Ventura I have ever fucking heard. Um, And like I said, I love impersonations and all that shit. Um, Frank Caliendo, Pablo Francisco is a, is another one who's very good at impersonations. But um, uh, Frank in Cal- the realm of Jesse Ventura too, James Adomian is a really good one of Jesse Ventura. Really? Yeah. It's fucking spot on too. He does a lot of, he did like back when he was allegedly going to be running for presidency did a lot of like spoof campaign videos where he talks about like taking on the new world order, but he goes into great detail about it being like Holland Ash and it's good stuff. Nice. Oh, all right. Well, what else do you guys want? You can do a couple more if you want, or one more, or whatever you want to do. Oh shit, there's one right in Addison. Hold on, Addison. wait a minute. When this is Thursday at seven in Addison? I work in Addison, West Grove. Yeah. Where the fuck are they doing this West Grove? I've never, well, I've, okay, I've heard of one of them. Two. I've heard of two people on this car. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, literally, this, well, I mean, this, this is a local Texas place right here. That's what, that's why this is a local Texas uh, promotion here. I mean, I'm just trying to think where this, these are businesses where West Grove is businesses. All right, three. I keep seeing more people that I know as I read this card. All right. Go ahead and run it down real quick, then. Um, all right. This is the Addison Show. It's 7 p.m. Texas-style wrestling. Unfoolish business. What a name for a show. Yeah. <clears throat> we have La, La Rebellion. And I said that as a white guy, to be funny. Uh, versus Los Misfits. Frank Stone versus Bam Bam Malone. We all oh, know yeah. Bam Bam Malone. Oh, yeah. um, Paola Blaze. Oh, come on. Paola. Paola Blaze, and you do have to stutter when you say Blaze. It's part of the gimmick. It's like Bubba Ray Dudley when he first debuted WWF versus Mariah May. Uh huh. Odinson 
versus Ivan Warsaw. That's a cool-ass name. I have no idea who he is. But... That's a very scary name. I don't want to get near this show now. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Dog Nation, which that could be anything, versus Oh My God, plural. So Oh My God's OMG's uh, OMGS is how it's spelled. Soda Pop Superfly Hendrix. I <laughs> This, I want to see what this gimmick is. I don't know who this is, oh my what God. this is, or why this is. But I will absolutely look up Soda Pop Superfly Hendrix wasn't on YouTube later. Wasn't Soda Pop Emilio Estevez's name in the Outsiders movie? Oh, I, think, I don't know. I think it was. It was either it was either Emilio or Roblo was Soda Pop. Go ahead, please. Well, there you go. Um... I got lost here for a second. Okay, so Soda Pop Superfly Hern Hendrix, was said Hernandez, versus Tamillion Vanish, is my guess at how you pronounce that name. Sure. Um, we have Misty Marks versus Rache Chanel. She does a little bit of AW Dark versus Gasolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Arsenal versus Damien666, who I've never actually seen wrestle, but he's like Ben in like the Mexican like independent wrestling scene for like 87 years. He's mm-hmm. like the Christopher Daniels of Mexican independent wrestling. Um, and Haas Holding, which is apparently just a guy named Haas Holding, uh, versus Ricardo Rodriguez, which I did not know he was still in the game, so good for him. Uh, all right. Now, I, I did find I, a picture of Superfly Smart. Soda Pop Superfly Hendrix? I did find a picture. And it's right there. Oh, that's a oh god! I don't know what that is. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. I just took up. I just spammed our uh, chat room. Sorry about that, folks. Um, <laughs> I did not mean to do that. Um, hold on a second. Let me pull that picture up. Uh, there we go. Oh, he's got a. Oh, he's got a Facebook page. Okay. Let me get this one more time. Try that. Let me go back into. I'm once again sorry. I just spammed the old uh, chat room there. I <laughs> spam. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. All right. That is somehow not at all what I expected him to look like, and exactly what I expected him to look like. There you simultaneously. go. Simultaneously, he he if... has what appears to be a Rush album cover tattooed on his chest. I and he's. Why do I want to call him a low-rent Damien Priest? Maybe. That's what I want to call him by the looks of him. A low-rent Damien Priest. He has a very large, and I mean very large, owl tattooed on his chest. And and he's wearing some kind of a mink or a fur coat. It's so colorful, the tattoo. It's like he's got all these darker, like, you know, tribal tats on him. And then suddenly there's this giant colorful tattoo beautiful tattoo i'm not gonna lie beautiful owl like a little phoenix almost like an owl coming through a phoenix nice shit nice shit he kind of looks like what you would expect to see in like one of the like wwe 2k games when they're having you like come up through the ranks of the independent scene and they just give you like generic independent wrestlers where it's just like they have some wacky outfits that they throw on just creative wrestlers yeah oh see SBC says he looks like a uh, a, a ripoff Baron Corbin. I 
I, I, I can I can see that too. Baron Corbin with that horrible tattoo. Since we're talking about horrible tattoos, thank you, SBC, for reminding me of Baron Corbin's horrible tattoos. And his stomach also talks to you. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I was I was looking at his Facebook page. Yes, that's and yeah. uh on the twenty seventh of November last year, he wrestled Charlie Haas, who my God, poor guy, he looks rough these days. Yeah, he uh been through some shit. He really drank himself into some problems. Um, Working hard to earn that Janetti moniker, huh? Man, that's even... I, I, it's an even sadder story. Well, yeah, I, I know what happened with his brother and all that. That was terrible, but... Uh, yeah. I feel so, for the guy. But, and uh, now I've lost my place here on the WrestleMania weekend of shows. I don't think it matters. Um, yeah. Just, this didn't seem to be doing well as a segment. <laughs> We're like not even halfway through this. I mean, put it this way, folks. If you're in Dallas, this is, I mean, there are wrestling, there's wrestling everywhere right now. I mean, anywhere you go, any city you're in, there's something. I can't believe that one's in Addison. Um, like literally Addison is a tiny little city. Um, I, I work in Addison. Like actually put it this way it's so tiny i work in carrollton but if i walk across the street i'm in addison yeah that's it's just a tiny little fucking little city um and it's funny i I don't know why i'm bringing this up but i'm going to anyway that show i've talked about called the unit Mm -hmm. with uh you know all the military guys in it which is on hulu if you want to watch it um there's one day they're talking, and next thing you know, they're at Addison Airport right here in Texas. And they really were there. I didn't realize that, but uh, I, I looked it up, and they actually really did that scene from the airport. I used to literally work close enough to the airport, and I still do. But my, but when I was working for my family, our place was right, like, we. Th- that's where they do the fireworks on July 4th at the airport. Mm-hmm. Our that where we unloaded trucks is where we used to watch the fireworks. Hey, we, we were that close. I mean, the airport was right across the street. So I don't know, just whatever. But um, I'll yeah. hit you with another one here, real quick. Yeah. This is the last card that we'll get into because this, I there was two matches that I was actually excited about that we didn't mention, and they're both on the same show. So it'll be Joey Janela Spring Break 6 Part 2. We have, and I'm going to read these like outside of the order. Uh, we have Beef, Biff Busick versus Tony Deppin, Mike Bailey versus PCO. This is what I'm interested in. You have Minaro Suzuki versus Effie. Ooh. That'll be a very interesting clash of styles. Uh, <laughs> as, as is the next match, believe it or not. It's actually a little bit of a different, different cl- a, a clash of styles also. Oh, but the best part is that they do not tell you who the managers in this match are. Because we have Matt Cardona with Chelsea Green. That's not a surprise mm-hmm. to anyone. Versus Chris Dickinson with Missy Hyatt. Oh, this could get interesting. Um, so it is all kinds of... It's got big like ECW catfight potential, I think. Yeah, I'll tell you what. This match actually may, may, may get some fucking... 
may get talked about. You got Dickinson, who's who, like I said, he's willing to fucking work whatever you want to work. You want to work stiff, he'll work fucking stiff. And Matt Cardona, who right now doesn't seem like he gives a shit. He'll bleed. He'll get his ass kicked. He doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. This definitely could turn out to be one of those more talked about matches of the weekend. Seriously. And real quick here, the clusterfuck, the greatest clusterfuck battle royal. I'm not going to read everybody who's in here. No, do. But three. Na- oh, okay. We'll do it. Yeah. Um, we have Maven. Uh-huh. That Maven yep. is going to, Tough Enough Maven is going to be in there along with Jimmy Wang Yang. I love that guy. Jazzy Yang. Oh, cousin. Shaza McKenzie. <laughs> Nasty Leroy. Mm. Kevin Matthews. Okay. Edith Surreal. Mm-hmm. Lord Adrian, I want to say, of the Walmart dudes. I don't know who this is, but this sounds like somebody ripped off our podcast. Kind of, but the next name is where really, really I'm baffled, but go ahead, please. And there's a name after this that's even more baffling Mm. that I'll hit you with that was not announced here. The last of, on this card here, the names listed, we have Sean Ross Sapp is going to be in the Clusterfuck Battle Royal, but the final entrant announced on Twitter, Buff Bagwell is going to be in the Battle Royal. Dude, he is not looking good. Ah, he looks better than you think. He put out a video yesterday. Okay. And his face looks a little bit rough, but physically, like, he seems like he's doing all right, physical condition-wise. He seems like he's, seems like he could be able to get in there and, like, do a quick spot or two and then get out. And I believe, didn't DDP take him into the accountability crib? Maybe. I think he might have, which I actually hope he did. I mean, last time we played a video of Buff Bagwell, we were worried about his fucking, you know, health and well-being. So, you know, that was, what, six months ago? Mm-hmm. So I'm still kind of worried about the guy. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how he does. But, um, yeah, I and I, th- there's so much more wrestling, guys. Just. I'm sure if you type in, you know, just uh, trust me, you'll find it. It's there. My God, there's an impact show. There's a ring of honor show. There's a couple more GCW shows. And and then there's smaller independent wrestling shows. So if you're in the Texas area or, you know, if you're on like uh, fight TV or whatever, that's almost all of these are going to be on fight TV. So it's going to be a big old week of wrestling. Yeah, and I mean, these shows go from Fort Worth to Addison to Arlington to, which is where the ATT Arena is, to Bedford, which is, eh, you're going to be driving a little bit to go out to Bedford. Uh, Fort Worth, you're going to be doing about a 20-minute ride. Um, Anywhere in, if it says Dallas, you're going to pretty much be within a 15, 20-minute. You could even Uber something out there. But uh, all these shows are pretty much right in the the right in the uh, metroplex area, as they say. Um, actually, believe it or not, the ones in Bedford are going to be the less crowded ones. If you really want to get out there, those are the real local shows, though, that run every weekend. All the ones out in Bedford, and um, I think I saw one out in uh, Haslett, which is another. That'll be a little bit of a drive for you. But anyway. Good stuff, man. My God, I'm I'm scrolling through the rest of this list, and I feel I, it's like I can't stop scrolling. I mean, it's just there, and there. I mean, everywhere. 
Jesus. Okay, enough. I can't look at this list anymore. It's crazy. There are. I have never. I like. I always make a note to keep up with all the WrestleMania weekend shows. Mm. I've been doing that for the last I know, at least five years or so, and I've never seen this many fucking shows. Like everybody who, like, kind of saved because there was you know pandemic the last two years. Right. Like everybody is shooting their fucking wad this year. There's so much wrestling. This there year. is, man. It's fucking ridiculous how much there is. But uh, holy shit. And uh, oh, SPC was asking, is that Maven Bentley? I think that's his last name, isn't it? No, Maven Bentley, I believe, was the CZW guy. Oh, then no, not that Maven. Um, no. We're talking about that. tough enough Maven. Yeah. I'm going to look up Maven Bentley to make sure that I'm not wrong. Maven. But, uh, I'm pretty sure Maven Bentley was CZW. Yep. He was uh, CZW. He was like with Blackout for a minute and then he became like the on air owner. No. Maybe the real owner. I don't know that much about GCW history. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're talking about Maven that uh, took 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 Taker out of the Rumble. Maven Hoffman is his last name. There you go. But he did take Taker out of the Rumble one year. Yeah. Yep. He had a, a fucking, his Titan Tron was literally just him drop kicking the Undertaker and then he <laughs> suplexed Taz once on. And they showed that, <laughs> yeah, that over it. and over again. That's all they needed to show. That was it. It was done. It was over. No one cared. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man. Um, I guess we can move on a little bit. Smart guy, I've got really one story because I talked about the uh, Dave and Busters and the movie theaters um, while you were trying to get back on or the power was out. So I've only got one. You've got a couple. So uh, what you got, man? In the process of getting that all dug up. But yes, I, I noticed that because I had seen that they were going to be showing WrestleMania at some movie theaters as well. So that's kind of interesting. Yes, as long as you're not in Texas. Uh, yes. Yes. They made sure to make that a big note. Yeah. You cannot be in Texas, of course, because they're trying to, I guess, do like a blackout for that. Yeah. Try to encourage people. I see the what show. they're doing. I see what they're doing there. They're, I get it. I'm not going to complain. So um, but I believe I th- this is actually the last thing that I have mm-hmm. since we talked about the Shane McMahon thing. But boy, oh boy, do I have a doozy because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. A uh, couple of months ago, we talked about the United States of America versus Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. And in case you had you've forgotten, there's been an update about this from F4W Online. Showrunners announced for United States of America versus Vince McMahon. There is still no announced distribution partner or release date for the series. Uh, WWE and Blumhouse Television announced that Noah Harpster and Micah Fitzerman Blue will both write and be the showrunners for the United States of America versus Vince McMahon drama series. So they're just straight up telling you that this is going to be fabricated. Mm. Uh, the entire the two entities are co-producing. It will truly be. A different neighborhood for Harper and Fitzerman Blue. I like that name. Mm. As they wrote, it sounds like a, like a like light beer, <laughs> like Labatt Blue, Fitzerman Blue. Ooh, I like that. There you go. So these two gentlemen, Harper and Fitzerman Blue, Harpster, Harpster, Fitzerman Blue, the Harpster, <laughs> the old Harpster. Mm. Um, they wrote the screenplay. For the Tom Hanks movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yes, Based on the life of kids TV star and pop culture icon Fred Rogers, a.k.a. Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. The, 
and don't worry, it gets better because these two will be these the, the two that I just mentioned. The two will also be executive producers in addition to get ready. It's not WWE product without Kevin Dunn and oh. several Blumhouse executives. So we're going to be getting hopefully just a shit ton of shaky cam during this series. Yeah, I guess so. And obviously these guys have worked together. They worked together on the movie Transparent or not the movie, but the TV show, uh, the Amazon original Transparent and Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. So they've worked together before, and um, I guess, uh, you know, after three movies, they should work together well. <laughs> but the only downside is there is still no TV slash streaming partner for the project, nor any public production schedule. The product was first announced last July, so things are going well, I suppose. Well, and it has WWE's first scripted drama. Here's the funny thing. Do you know what Peacock is? I do know what Peacock is. Peacock is a streaming service that WWE actually has shows on. They can't get Peacock to pick this motherfucker up. I, I hope to God, even if it's just them like putting the money out themselves, even if this is a WWE films joint, because uh. like it's going to be so fucking wild. Because a little bit of the description, the show will delve into WWE during the 1990s. Oh. At the time, Rupert Murdoch had post had purchased the New York Post to further his massive infiltration. Ooh. See, I can say that, but not purchased. There you go. Into the U.S. media landscape for years, infamous post infamous post writer Phil Mushnick. Ah, fuck it. They dedicated like five minutes of TV time on an episode of Raw during the Attitude Era to have Jim Cornette cut a promo about how much he hated Phil Mushnick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, like, they they, they, they definitely, dis- they loathe this guy. So he will be the punching bag of the show. Uh, regularly hammered WWE chairman, that's what Phil Mushnick did, uh, and CEO Vince McMahon in his column, headlines like, legislators give WWE a free pass on roids, and McMahon skips through the cemetery, eventually captured the attention of the FBI, the full-blooded Italians, and the U.S. (laughs) Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, the nation's most prestigious federal prosecutor's office with a conviction rate of over 96%. So if you couldn't, like, glean this from what I just read, it's going to be a multi-episode series where, like, everybody just bullies poor old innocent Vince McMahon who has never done anything wrong, and it's going to be fucking hilarious because they're going to try to make him out to be a martyr. Yeah, but you gotta... I mean, just think about that one statement, though. The the, the federal prosecutor's office has a conviction rate of over 96%, and they didn't get McMahon. Let me tell you what. That's... I mean, he might be the reason for 96%. <laughs> they had yes, 99, that. and then Vince came along. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, it was graded on a curve, obviously. Well, see, what people don't know is that that movie, Devil's Advocate, that was based on old Jerry McDevitt. Oh, there you go. I like that movie. That, that's, uh, I think it's on, it's on something. It's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yep, because I watched because they have his... Uh, you can speed up the the video. You can do it at like one point five or two times speed, and that's a almost three hour long movie. So that comes in handy if you want to watch it and you're in a hurry. Look, 
don't touch. Mm-hmm. Taste, but don't swallow. Love that fucking movie. And that scene, you know, we played it. Yeah. We both had so, fucking we both had fucking uh Pacino scenes that night. He's great for sound bites. Yes, he is. Um so anyway, uh please for the love of God, somebody put that out. I'm just I don't baffled. care who it is. I, I'm really, I will subscribe to whatever service puts that shit out. Because it's gonna be ridiculous. I, I'm I'm more baffled they can't get Peacock to pick this motherfucker up. That's supposed to be like their network, their place. They put shit on there that they do this. Peacock's slowly getting some really good movies, by the way. Um but they're they they kind of have a streaming service that really should pick this up. And if Peacock's not picking this up, I believe we have a fucking uh, Houston. We have a problem. Like, but I don't know who outside of wrestling fans who would want to watch this. Lawyers. I get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, how in the face of all logic do you get your client off? I, don't, I mean, how do you beat the fucking federal goddamn prosecutor? Mm-hmm. 96%. And then you get Kevin Dunn involved. God damn it. This is going to be uh, th- this is going to be the biggest fluff piece. This is going to show how McMahon was framed. He was set up. Oh, my God. I, he's, he's probably going to say he was set up by Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be like how they have footage back in the day of like when 9-11 happened, George Bush was reading to, like, elementary school kids. Mm. Like, when they indict Vince, he's going to be, like, reading to the blind or something. Like, yeah. a blind, like, nursing home. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, I don't know. That's, that. I, I just can't believe their own fucking, I mean, Peacock should pick that up. And if, if Peacock won't pick it up, I think we got a problem, but... Because, uh, like you said, it's the biggest fucking fluff piece in the world. Like, it, it's going to be so far removed from the truth, I'd imagine, which is great. That's what I want. I don't need the truth. I, I know the story. Like, just, just make it the most ridiculous, like, Cody Rhodes-esque self-suckery. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty That's going to be great. So... All right, this is a real quick one, Smark. I got to get into. We're not really going to. Uh, we don't really have to get deep into this. Um, WWE did announce a deal with uh, Fanatics. Have you ever heard of Fanatics? Yeah, the sports apparel. Was it sports apparel? But like, no, baby. I guess sports apparel because they do the NFL, NBA jerseys hats t-shirts and the like yes and they do trading cards collectibles and nfts all kinds of things like that wwe has entered into a partnership with um with fanatics and also with e-commerce which i'll tell you the truth i'm being in the business i'm in e-commerce is starting to be a huge huge thing for businesses right now um it's 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 great. And I'll tell you what, during COVID, it was really good for the business. I'm in the packaging business. Um, so, you know, the, a lot of things, but, uh, this is going to be, they are doing all licensed merchandise through fanatics from now on basically is what's happening. Uh, this was just announced, uh, a few days ago on March 28th. Uh, Oh wait, today's March. No, two days ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, once again, we've been announced. I mean, we've been talking about WWE doing, you know, the NFTs and all this stuff, but 
This company basically took over and got everything from WWE. They got their license. All the real true licensed merchandise is now going to be through Fanatics. All their trading cards are going to be through Fanatics. Um, Their trading cards are made right here, by the way, in Texas. (laughs) The company that does it is one of my accounts. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to mention the name. Um, but they are right here. Right, They're actually up in my area. Um, I've seen them made. It's kind of funny. But, uh, you know, like I said, don't need to get deep into it. But um, this is definitely a pretty big deal for them. Um, they're actually calling it a first-of-its-kind deal. Uh, that's how big this deal is. So, you know what? We can all sit here and, you know shit on WWE, how bad the how bad they are, how bad the television is, how bad the shows are. This is why they don't give a shit. Because they have mm-hmm. fucking their hands in so many other different aspects of the business and they're making fucking money hand over fist and they don't care what you say about their show. Vince McMahon basically told you he didn't care what you say about his show if you listen to Pat McAfee's show. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, there you go. Don't need to get deep into that. I guess we can move on. Yeah. Well, and real quick, I didn't post it <clears> because <throat> I think it just it fell within that weird window of like, I think they announced it on a Thursday or a Friday. Mm-hmm. So by the time it came back around, it was just like out of the news cycle. Right. But, to give them a little bit of props, they finally did the right thing. They're going to be honoring Chad Gaspard with the Warrior Award at the uh, Hall of Fame this year. So, yes, cheers to them for actually doing you know something positive. Yeah, and I see a lot of people. Oh, they they, they should rename the award. No, they shouldn't. No. I wouldn't be opposed to it, even if you didn't name it after Chad. Like just the idea of like renaming it for the sake of you basically. Like it's it's reimagined from its original intent anyway. So, but to be honest, this is a chance for them to bring it back because what Shad did defines what a real warrior would do. True, very true. So that's you know just my quick take on it. But uh, I think that's great. I think it's nice that they are honoring him. I understand why they would didn't do it last year. It was a really shitty year anyway with. No one knowing what was going on with the whole COVID thing anyway. So I think it was good. They waited a year. Things are slowly getting back to the the new normal. Um, So I think it's great. I really do. So um, they're also I have no real story to this, but I just heard like a couple hours ago that they're doing fucking you can have hologram photos with wrestlers. Um, I don't even know where. I guess it's the access store that we were talking about a couple oh, weeks ago. Okay. okay. And that's fucking wild. Oh, and Steiners. Ah, yes. The Steiner brothers are going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame as well, which presents an interesting conundrum because they're going to have to acknowledge Scott Steiner now. Yeah, and I keep seeing everybody going, he's going to have a live mic. That's, you're assuming they're going to let him in the building. I think Rick might be accepting all this. <laughs> Is it live, though? I don't know. We'll find out Friday, I guess. Because from what I... I mean, I could greatly be misunderstanding, but from what I had heard was that um, 
they were doing it like the same night that they do SmackDown. Right. And it was going to be recorded. Okay. It Unless I just misunderstood, but that I was that was from like Observer Radio was where I heard that unless I just completely misunderstood what they said. Oh, well, he's always right, so you know. I'm just saying I didn't pull it out of my ass. I'm not just making things up. But that is that is what I heard at least. That's not what I was saying. But okay, I got you. Um I I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um I mean I don't know. I'm not going to watch SmackDown, but uh, I, I do want to check out the uh, the Hall of Fame a little bit. I definitely want to see Undertaker. Um, curious to see what he says. Definitely curious. So, all right. I think that's all we got on that. Let's knock out Dynamite real quick. My notes are pretty small on this show, Smart. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a good show. Well, I, it was a decent show. Okay. I'm not going to say it was fucking great. There was some good stuff on it, though. I mean, we immediately have CM Punk come out again. Um, and the crowd was on fire. They fucking loved Punk coming out. Uh, it was Punk versus Max, Max Caster. Um, yes. I think we were all expecting a Will Smith line. Yes. There had to be one, and there was. And there was scissoring. Mm-hmm. There was scissoring, which we always have to have. Um, I, I thought this was a really good opening match. I really do. The crowd was fucking hot as hell for it. This is exact. Seemed like it was exactly what they wanted. Something like this to start out with, and uh, Punk ended up winning. And um, I actually liked the thing he did with uh, Tony Schiavone at the end. But I think it's funny that Punk went from this uber babyface to this kind of tweener baby face kind of still shitting on the crowd and then immediately went right back to the uber uber baby face again yeah i wonder i just i wonder if mm-hmm. that had anything to do with like injuries and just things being shuffled around because there was a couple of different like people that got injured Moxley ended up going into rehab things like that Could... to where it seemed like punk's status jostled around a little could have been, but I also noticed that it's something he kept bringing up in his promo was he kept saying, as long as I'm here, as long as I'm here, you know, and, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know how much time I got here. And I, I know he said, you know, there's going to be more gray in this beard, but that kind of made me think he's not in this thing for the long haul. I mean, I, I'm not saying, you know three years maybe might be about as much as we get out of punk, which I think if we get three extra years out of a guy that no one ever thought was coming back, I think that's a fucking blessing right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, even as you know, far back as like last summer, it didn't even seem like a possibility that he was going to come back. Like it didn't, the, the, you know, those rumors didn't start circulating until I guess late September or late summer. Cause it was September when they started or mid-August, actually, when they started circulating. That sounds about right. Because he debuted in September. So I I had that a little mixed up. But like spring of last year, that seemed like an impossibility. It did, because he was always saying that doesn't want to come back, doesn't want to do this. But this was definitely the right right promotion for him to definitely come back to be on television and have us all be able to see more CM Punk. But... uh, you know, Tony obviously was asking him, you know, what was the whole belt gesture? And it's like, well, why did you even have to ask? I, I thought that was actually a little bit of 
time wasting overkill. Mm -hmm. To be honest, we know what the fuck he meant. I get it. It was so he could cut that promo. Tony didn't need to be in there. Punk could have cut that promo without without Tony. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's kind of how it should have gone. But um, right after that, Mark, we got MJF and FTR backstage with Alex Marvez. We see the pinnacle slowly dying here, obviously. Um, FTR, after the whole, I, I got to admit, I missed a little bit of what MJF said. But I did catch where FT, uh, FTR basically said, listen, we're friends with you. We're friends with Wardlow. Leave us the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad that they don't like just kill things off mm-hmm. without any payoff. But at the same time, I don't think they need to go through like every step of a stable breaking up because this seems like almost identical to the inner circle situation. Yes. Not not even the inner circle. It actually seems more like the Adam Cole situation with the the, the Bucks. The Bucks, oh, uh, listen, you know, we don't want anything to do with the whole, you know, you know, hangman Adam Page situation. You literally have the same thing going on in two storylines right now. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we both had different, like, analogies or different stables that we could pull from, mm. and they both work as a point, is sort of the point, is that they do this with all the stables that break up, and it just becomes a little bit redundant. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They don't need to show every fucking step. I know if you don't, everyone's on the, on the line. It's going, hey, it didn't even explain why they broke up. You know what? Some people have bad days. They get pissed off, and they fucking break up. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. That's just how it fucking goes. Um, I did like the fact where they were like, "No, nah, MJF, uh, you know, I, 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 I get it. You guys are family to me, but you know, man, I, Wardlow used to talk a lot of shit about you guys. <laughs> I thought that was fucking crazy. So if you knew what Wardlow was saying, you wouldn't, you wouldn't like him so much. Yeah. Um, FTR, obviously, I mean, we can all see it. It's fucking right there in front of our eyes. They're obviously acting and working more babyface style. I don't think, again, I'm not saying anything here fucking that no one else is noticing. I'm just kind of pointing out the obvious. I mean, you know why, right, Box? Because things are going to become a lot better for you soon. Mm. They're about to be. uh, the, The rumor is. Is that they're going to be having a new manager very soon. Mm. None other than your personal favorite wrestler of all time, Bret Hart. That will give me so many more reasons to just love FTR. I thought you were going to say condense these AEW reviews because there will be segments that are skipped in its entirety. It will do that too. And did I say love? I meant loathe. But uh, I, I don't know. And then the whole thing. Was, um, did, did you catch that whole thing with the Bret Hart where he was talking about uh, Goldberg? No, I saw him talking about how like he was just in love with the match last week between uh, Wheeler and Punk. Well, he was talking about the whole uh, Goldberg took his career and he hasn't even, you know, he's going. He, Bret should be the one going over to um, Saudi Arabia and, you know. <laughs> Blah blah blah. Bret and Hart taking the wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Oh. oh, I'm not even done. And he said, <laughs> "Wait a minute. Wait till you hear this." And he said, uh, uh, "Goldberg made what three million, and he didn't even call to offer me anything." 
now you want because of you i could be performing for the saudi prince you screwed me now you want fucking charity you want a fucking (laughs) handout that's my blood money, Gulper. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You want to? Yeah. You want a fucking handout? Go fucking go, go somewhere else. I don't know, man. I I I'm, I'm gonna. But I will say one thing. It was uh, what Goldberg did. I know he didn't mean to do it. He did cut Brett's career short. And no matter my feelings on Bret Hart, I do feel bad about that. I do feel bad about that. That's awful. That really is. Um, yeah, I, I feel bad for him, you know, because he had all the medical issues and whatnot, everything that happened after the fact because of that. Right, right. But just the idea of him, like, maybe some things are better left unsaid, even if that's how you feel. Like, that's a really weird thing to be like, ah, oh, man, I couldn't be in Saudi Arabia making that blood money. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd listen. We see where Bret Hart, you know, he wants to be over there. And the, I just thought the most, the, the cringiest thing was, he's over there making money and didn't call to even give me anything. What, God, what is your hand out? Come on, Bret. Come on, <laughs> well, No, Brett. His, his hand's oot. Oot, yeah. Maybe sell some of your pictures of yourself, huh? On your wall, eh? <laughs> hey. Maybe throw on some pajamas, put a disco ball in your car. Maybe maybe tone down your shrine to yourself, eh? Right. Yeah, you could do that, maybe. Maybe tone that down a little bit. If you need money so bad, maybe you could do some selling on the old... Uh, oh. Hey, call up uh, Fanatics. They'll take care of it for you, brother. Holy shit. Brett is like basically just Teddy without the criminal record. <laughs> <laughs> like, they both think as highly of themselves as the other one does, but just one of them doesn't have drug offenses and uh, yeah, potentially I mean, human trafficking. Yeah, you know, sometimes you wonder how are they... I mean, it's amazing they're related, and then he says something <laughs> like this, and you're like, no, it makes sense they're related at this point. Yeah, and then you just start thinking, like, it's more of a surprise that, like, Owen's related to these assholes. Uh, it's like, oh, he was the nice one. Mm-hmm. He was the funny one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul was the cute one. Anyway. <laughs> Paul and Ringo Hart. Yeah. Ringo was a whiny one, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway. Um... I mean, you could make those analogies because that's like fucking like Bruce Hart could be the Ringo and then Keith Hart <laughs> could be like the Paul. There you go. All right. Let's just move on. Um, we went way off track there. But anyway, uh, Jay Lethal versus John Moxley. Uh, dude, the crowd was loving them from John Moxley tonight. Not even during the match, coming down to the fucking ring, the crowd was fucking loving this fucking guy. Sure. Um, I and the crowd loved the match too. I'm not saying they didn't, but uh, it really was a good match between these two. I think they're finally listening to the internet bitching about, well, you know, you guys got Jay Lethal and you're doing nothing with him. I think they're going to give him a little, uh, a little bit of a pushkey. And uh, Moxley got the win here, which didn't matter. He did extend the hand to Lethal, kind of in, you know, out of respect, which uh, we saw that. Good match, though, man. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a good fucking match. Um, then after that, Smart, we got that Marina Shafir vignette. Like, uh, we kind of already talked about that, so we don't really need to get into it, do we? No, not really. I mean, she it was good produced. It was produced well. She looks like a killer, so it's going to be interesting to see what she can do. Yeah. 
most definitely. Uh, I think they might be able to do with her what WWE should have done and couldn't do, and for some reason just didn't want to do, but whatever. Um, then we get this, whatever this was, FTR comes out uh, versus uh, the Gun Club. They've got uh, Daddy Gun with them, Billy Gun. MJF comes out on commentary. Now, mid-match, Wardlow just starts coming in the arena and beating the shit out of security. And then he starts walking through the crowd. Um, I guess he unbuttoned a few buttons at that point uh, on his shirt. And he starts pointing at MJF. And security finally, like, stops him. It's like, oh, well, you know, that was our B security. Here comes our A security. Because the guys got bigger as they came at him. (laughs) The security guys kept getting bigger and bigger. Uh, They finally stopped Wardlow. Um, which gave enough distraction for FTR to get the win, but I, I mean, it was still a cluster. Blah, blah, blah. It was still a clusterfuck finish, and FTR, even though they are supposed to be working kind of babyface, they still kind of won in a heel with a distraction and kind of a heel way. Um, but I did think it was kind of uh, obviously telling. MJF goes up. He, uh, from the commentary, he goes into the ring. He tries to hold up Dax's arm, who has a suddenly has a Freddie Mercury stash. And Dax shrugged the, the you know, shrugged it off and started kind of yelling at him. And the crowd fucking loved it. They ate it up. Anyone against MJF right now, the crowd is fucking just eating up like I've never seen. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, it's just. He's got a lot of heat behind him, for sure. Oh, definitely. He definitely... And, I mean, well-deserved heat. He should be getting it. And he's good at getting heat, which is the rarity. Uh, Yeah, because he had that... um, It's been making the rounds. He did that interview last week where he just spent, like, the entire interview talking about how if AEW expects him to re-sign with them before his contract's up, they better be giving him an astronomical sum... And then he spent like a good 15 minutes, I guess, putting over how much he loves Bruce Pritchard. So he's just like, even in his interviews, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And people fucking buy right into these fucking interviews. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he is so leaving AEW. He's so leaving. Eh, I don't know about that. Don't. Oh, because let me tell you what. If you think you're going to get the MJF, you're getting an AEW and WWE. <laughs> Remember when they thought they were getting Johnny B. Bad? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Remember that? Anyone remember that? Yeah. See how that worked out for Mark Mero? Good for a while. Not good for long. Anyway. Which is funny because the gimmick is better that they gave him, but then his tenure wasn't as good. No, I thought Johnny B. Bad was a great gimmick, man. I know it was kind of, it was a complete ripoff. I know it was Little Richard. <laughs> I know. But it was a good gimmick, and it was entertaining. That, that fucking theme song or something else. So I, I love those fucking, the old WCW. Yeah. What was the name of the CD? I can't remember the name of the CD, but it was just like, you had a bunch of like very shitty, like generic studio session musicians well, the, singing wrestlers' life stories. I mean, the fucking name of the fucking album was generic, and I Slam forget Jam? it. It was Slam Jam. He's pretty it. as a pitcher. I he have it. just like little Richard. I have it. I have Slam Jam. I do, I do. <laughs> and then, like, 
pre they like the Ron Simmons one was like basically them reading a pre Wikipedia Wikipedia entry on Ron Simmons. Yeah, pretty much. Like he he went to Florida State and he'll kick your ass. <laughs> That's not at all how it sounded, but I don't remember. That's good exactly enough. how it sounded. That's good enough. You don't you don't step to Ron was the point of the story. That's right. That's right. Unless you're a Don. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jericho Appreciation Society is backstage, and I got to be honest, I missed most of this. Um, my daughter had to be changed, and uh, she was yelling for me. So okay, I, so the best part is whatever they're calling Shane Matthews these days, the bigger one, Big Magic. He's dressed like either Trent Acid or Mace from the More Money, More Problems video. Because he has on this fucking like full on silver suit, uh-huh. he has on like the silver blazer, the silver pants. It's just fucking. It's amazing. It's quite the outfit. I and then his partner is dressed like a twenties mobster. Yes, I still say the 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 one guy is doing Joe Pesci. I'm sorry, he's doing a fucking over exaggerated Pesci. Yeah, well, that, that yeah, that he was he was the one that was wearing the silver suit. Yes, 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 yes. And it was it was great because they did the whole thing that they did last week of like they pull back the curtain and like you expect them to be there they're not gonna be there they're not gonna be there and then they open up the second curtain and he goes they're there they were there and they <laughs> like just recoils and they beat his ass they beat his ass for a minute and it was it was wonderful it was but then yeah it was Santana. they ended up getting the upper hand on them at the end so well it was five on three so um yes. but I I, I it, Santana is. Uh... Deceivingly jacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a strong dude. I, it, it it's just it, it, every now and then he just comes out there. He looks like a fucking beast, and sometimes he comes out there, and you're just like, uh, he's not that big of a guy. And then you see him. I mean, like he looked fucking jackish. I mean, he's only been gone for a couple of weeks. He couldn't have fucking gained any muscle. But I don't know. I guess I just don't look at him as a big muscle guy. So I don't know. But he's fucking jacked, man. It was pretty cool. Watch it. Like I said, it was five on three. Eventually, like you said, the numbers kind of, I did see that part. Um, And uh, it was good shit. I mean, good to see those guys back next week. Obviously, it'll be a a whole, you know, we'll we'll see more with those guys next week, obviously. Yeah. And of course, Jericho just further slipping into the sports entertainment uh, gimmick because he said that. He, he said that he was for the last like X amount of years. I forget exactly how long he said, but he has been the worldwide leader in sports entertainment, which is literally word for word. The fucking intro from the, the WWF pay-per-views yep. from like in the late nineties. It was, it's wonderful. It sure is. That's uh, I didn't even hear that. It's awesome. That's awesome. I was watching again on the TBS app, but it did lock up more than it did last week. So I don't know. I guess I gave too many people a tip. Ah. <laughs> They're all locking it up now. Um can't just be putting the tip in all over the place now. Yeah, there you go. Oh man, I didn't mean to put the tip in. Mm-hmm. Every time I say it's just a tip. Every time and then anyway. Brian Danielson versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh yeah. Regal on commentary, which I love that he just <laughs> calls I love that he calls that caliber the guy in the mask. Yep. <laughs> and it's specifically great because he comes in and he's so happy to see everybody. Yeah. He's like, oh, Jim, how you been doing? Tony, great to see you as always. Masked man. And it's just like, 
<laughs> I like the idea that he like even like kayfabe or even just real life can't be bothered to put in the effort nah. to learn Excalibur's name. He's like, ah, oh, fuck it. He's like, I'm not taking this fucking guy serious. He's in a fucking mask doing commentary. Fucking asshole. Um, I agree with him. Um, this was a another good match, and you know you got Regal on commentary saying how interested he is, and definitely you know, th- you know with Utah and that stuff, and uh, but then I, I thought. You know, Danielson was fucking as usual, great in this match. Great fucking that 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 knee, the knee that beat John Cena is what he used to call it, and uh, mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome. It always looks brutal. And uh, shortly after the knee, he won the match. Yeah, I mean that was my sort of my problem with the show, and it's not a new problem because mm-hmm. like the matches are good. And it's been this way for a couple of weeks or maybe even a couple of months now. But it seems like two thirds of the roster is there exclusively to put over the other quarter of the roster. Mm. So, like, there's a lot of good in ring matches, but like, you knew Punk wasn't losing that one. You knew Moxley wasn't losing that one, but it was a little bit more believable because of Jay Lethal's pedigree and accomplishments and whatnot. But then you knew for sure that Yuna wasn't winning that match. So it's just like, there's a lot of good matches, but like, you know where it's going. Yeah, most definitely. Predictability is a problem. And uh, Sasha Baron Corbin, thanks for stopping by. Good night, man. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Um, You're right. Predictability is definitely an issue. I mean, if you look at the matches they have when they do dark, it's like, I could do this. I could could predict these with my eyes closed. Mm -hmm. You know, It, it is an issue, but the matches turn out to be good either way. Oh, yeah. The I, quality I, is there. For sure. I, I, I think that's why people are just kind of, I'm not going to say they're giving them a pass, which like, in a way they are. But I think that's why people are just basically not really harping on the predictability because the matches are still good. And as wrestling fans, we're looking for good matches. We're not, we shouldn't care who wins or loses in most cases. Um, so it, it it's technically doing its job to us as wrestling fans, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I think I get what you're getting at because like, yeah, obviously the, the pay window is not a real thing, but at the same time, like the story they're telling you is like, you're trying to see which one is going to win. So it's like, if you know which one's going to win already, it, it sometimes makes it harder to get into. Are you saying there's not a window where, they go meet a manager to get their pay. The manager did. They don't have to ask for a manager. And, and Ian Rotten just slides of a hot dog. Through <laughs> glass. It's just Paul Heyman behind there going. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the last time, AJ, I did not fire your friends. That was good. That was good. I like that. That was a good callback. That was a that was that was quick, man. I like that one. Oh shit. Anyway, Adam Cole and Red Dragon come out with their stolen titles. I love it. I love that they had their names in masking tape with fucking marker written on them. That is a good touch. Uh, they had a box of uh, party supplies in the ring, which never got used. Um. And then next thing you know, we get Adam Page driving out in a Tesla, thinking he's JBL. 
He's got the bull horns on the hood. And if you're asking, if you know, if for people that live in a southern area, do you really see cars like that out here? Rarely, but yes. Yeah, I, I've never, I haven't really, I think I've ever seen bull horns. Mm. I, I've seen a lot, uh, well, not a lot, but I've seen like some where they honk the horn and it's like the Dukes of Hazard theme. I've seen that. Really? I've, I've seen, seen any uh, number of, yeah, the dun, 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 I, I see that a lot, actually. Playing Dixie. Yeah, yeah. And um, just any number of different bumper stickers expressing opinions that I could not care less about. I Well, I see plenty of bumper stickers here, but. Uh, <laughs> this is true. Not many Biden stickers, but anyway, let's just move on from that. I um, see a lot of Biden stickers are just not necessarily positive ones. <laughs> Yeah, I see. I see a lot of Calvin pissing. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, those are stable. I can't believe that those have endured for as long as they have. And because that was a thing yep. when I was a child. That was a thing when I was in the nineties. When I was a fucking you know my twenties and still a thing. Um, or at least it it is, usually you know. it, it like it was started. It was usually for the longest time. It was like him pissing on like a Ford logo or Chevy logo, depending on what kind of truck you preferred right exactly and then it just got out of hand but um anyway yes. uh like i said hangman page he comes out he's got his fucking little tesla uh he takes out red dragon pretty pretty quickly takes out cole uh uh red dragon and um red dragon's heading up the ramp next thing you know you got luchasaurus coming down with jungle boy Christian runs down there for no apparent reason, just to hold their arms up. Um, they take everyone out and they get their titles back. Yep. So there goes the uh, masking cape on the titles. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much that's it. Um, All's well that ends well on that segment. Then we get this segment. I kind of I don't have much to say about this, but I do want to kind of get into this. Tony Schiavone comes and he interviews Thunder Rosa. Now, I appreciate she didn't get fucking jumped from behind this time. I, I I just thought she she seemed a little uncomfortable in this segment. Well, you know why? Are you talking about Thunder Rosa? Yes. We talked about what could potentially have been a shitstorm in the making with the MJF promo from last week. Right. Where he talked about crucifying, he could crucify him like Jesus. And we're like, oh boy, that could that could stir up some trouble. What we didn't talk about last week was a Vicky Guerrero Thunder Rosa exchange mm-hmm. that actually did offend a lot of people. Yes, uh, well, no, which we, was uh, we talked about it, but yeah, go ahead. Kind of funny to me mm-hmm. because basically the whole crux of it was like Vicky Guerrero questioning Thunder Rosa's authenticity as a Mexican. And what made me laugh was like how many specifically non-Mexican people were taking umbrage with this segment. That's kind of where we are now. People of the different nationalities think that they need to take up for people of that nationality. And the truth is, trust me, they can take care of their fucking selves. Right. I don't think she sprung it on her. You know, like, I feel like they talked about what they were going to do beforehand. And to me, it just seems silly that you're like, you were upset 
over something that one Mexican lady said to another Mexican lady when you yourself are not Mexican <laughs> and you do not know their perspective and you cannot speak for them. So what is your point? Yeah, I, 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 this is where social media takes the downfall to me. <laughs> but I'm, but I mean, and I'm not trying to get on a whole big soapbox here, but no. I think if you notice apprehension with Thunder Rosa this week, I think that's why yeah. it's because of how big of a shit storm got kicked up, albeit briefly following, you know, the day or two after that last week. And they did make sure to, uh, I believe Jr. assured us that no one would be, you know, jumping her from behind this week or anything like that. So they, they saw the complaints. They did. Mm -hmm. And once again, AEW is a company that actually will do a little listening to the, to the fans. Unlike Vince just going, you guys don't know Dick. Right. Because I'm still making money, go fuck yourself. Which I also get that statement too. But um, anyway, I, I I I'm glad Rose's champion. I think it was definitely the right time to do it. I mean, Jesus Christ, look, look at the fucking you know the the fucking uh, uh, the crowd loves her, and she deserves it. I know that's a weird. It, it, it's kind of a not right to say that to deserve, but she does most definitely. So sure, it's cool just being able to like we both watch Lucha Underground, being able to like kind of chart her progress the last couple of years. Yeah, to where she was like sort of an unknown entity during the Lucha Underground days, and then developed into a hot commodity. Now that she's an AEW, and now she's you know the women's champion and all of that. Yeah, and me being in Texas, seeing her taking pictures at this little tiny bar in the Colony, which you know was like three miles from me. Which if I knew she was there, I would have gone to see her. But she's literally taking, you know, pictures wrestling in this tiny little bar, you know, called the Lava Lounge. And she's wrestling in it. And I don't know, just kind of cool seeing her, you know, progress over the years. So, but uh, anyway, we're getting a little more of the women. We got the Bunny versus the newly debuting Tony Storm, who's had a wonderful week or a wonderful end of March for herself with, with making thousands off of her only fans and now being all elite uh good for her man I, I i think it's great she landed somewhere that hopefully she's going to be happy obviously her her being happy is a big deal to her and for some people that's the only thing they want in a job is to just be fucking happy which i get my god i don't think i've ever been fucking happy in a job well, there was that one. Well, there was that one time where I was making two thousand a week. I was happy in that job, but um, she came out. This was an Owen Hart tournament. This was one of the first Owen Hart tournament matches um, with Tony Storm debuting. The Simps, now, I could be wrong, but I think this was a qualifier for that. It was. It was, and because they announced that they're going to be doing the tournament in May, right? Which seemed a little bit weird that they're like already. I guess it makes the tournament seem more prestigious this way, but like. That they're already sort of filling in the brackets for the tournament. Well, they're doing a men and women, so I guess this is going to be. So, so if if it does last a long time, that'll make more sense. Yeah. So it it, it does make sense, but man, those did <laughs> those simps in the crowd were going nuts. <laughs> they were. Yep. Oh my god! They showed two 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 guys who I thought were brothers. They they were both skinny and screaming and had beards. <laughs> and they were 
they were loving them some Tony fucking Storm. She looked a little leaner. I do have to say that. And I, I perhaps I, Christopher Kane was actually, I believe it was Christopher Kane saying that in the uh, in the chat. She did look a little bit leaner. Um, not bad at all. Not bad at all. But she looked a little leaner, like she had been uh, kind of working out a little bit. Looked great, and uh, took this match in her debut, which I again the predictability. You knew who was winning this match. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Was like they put this out on social media like a couple days ago, where it's like Bunny versus Question Mark, and it's like we don't like like everybody was like you know we don't even know who the Question Mark is, but we know who isn't winning. Right. And it's just like, ah, oh, that poor girl. Because, like, I I, I feel for her because she seems like a general, genuinely likable lady. Mm-hmm. And, like, not only that, but, like, not the best wrestler in the world. Let's not lie about it. But she's got charisma to her. And they had that whole match, like, over New Year's Eve weekend where it was that, you know, no uh, the hardcore match. Right. The tag team match with her and Penelope Ford and Anna Jay and Tay Conti and the only person who's really reaped any reward or benefit from that has been Tay Conti and that's been about it like you don't see Penelope Ford all that much these days outside of Dark or any of the other YouTube shows and Anna Jay as well you know and then you got the bunny who's just basically losing like almost all the time so it's just like oof it's rough well guess when you're banging the right guy um I guess in her case, she's banging the wrong guy. I, I, I guess, I guess being with Sammy Guevara is like being with John Cena. Um, in many ways, that was we <laughs> to like do some snooping or do some sleuthing because ah. apparently Evil East knows like who's doing what and where that's getting them. Uh, Evil East, um. She's a little bit of a complainer. I don't know if I would take her at face value, but uh, I would take her for anything. I mean, I would definitely. That she not... seems not terribly mentally stable, but you know, it's it's worth it's worth the risk. I think that's the problem. You know, those crazy chicks are. <sighs> All right, let's just move on to the mm-hmm. last match, because um, I really got to pee at this point. Uh, yeah, Andrade comes out in his gimp mask. <laughs> versus Darby Allen. And uh, by the way, I, I I know this is completely off topic, not wrestling at all, but uh Bruce uh Bruce Willis. Did you see the thing with Bruce Willis today? Yes and no. I saw that he was retiring from acting because of medical reasons. I don't know exactly what those medical reasons are. The medical reason is a disease called I think it's called um asphasia or aphasia it it is a brain disorder that eventually he will not be able to communicate or understand the the english language or any language i mean it doesn't stop so long i go out there i do my job you know i have a lot of money for my movies Makes a lot of money, so he knows what he's doing. Uh, what are you talking about out there, huh? Hey, did you ever see my? Did you ever see my porno called The Italian Stallion? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Big fan of your work. Asshole comedian used to make fun of me for. Right. Fucking Bobcat goes away. 
<laughs> that lousy son of a bitch. I actually have that whole skit. I'm going to play that one day on this show. Anyway, um, I, I really do. Uh, Bruce Willis, amazing actor. Feel bad for him. Just wanted to bring that out real quick while we were, for some reason, I don't know, we, the gimp mask made me think of Bruce Willis. See, it's um, kind of always been my dream to be like, not a Sylvester Stallone, but like a Frank Stallone. Mm. I'm just like, you're sort of in the game, but not really, but you know the right people. Like a Clint Howard. Eric Roberts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. There's countless number of people. Yeah. Eric Roberts. Seth Curry, who is Steph Curry's brother, but like is not talented at all, but he's still in the NBA. The, like there's just all kinds yeah. of like fucking genetics in the family that are just like the, I'm fascinated by. The other Wahlberg brother. Yeah. Like I don't oh, even know. Johnny. His, I don't even know his name. The other Wahlberg brother. I don't even know. There's fucking, you know, Danny, Donnie. I don't even know the other fucking brother's name, but he's, yeah, you know, he's got the restaurant, so who cares? Um, anyway, the last match was, uh, like I said, Andrade coming out in the old gimp mask with, uh, versus Darby Allen. You got Andrade right over the ropes, right at, I mean, before the match even starts, he goes over the ropes, he takes out Darby before the match. Darby took a beating here. And I mean, that move where he set the stairs on the side and you saw the stairs bend when Darby hits it looked great. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought that looked great. I thought this was a really. You know, Andrade is a guy who's really like wrestled every three to four months. And I thought if they're going to have him come out there and wrestle more, this was definitely the match to get you excited for him coming out there more on dynamite. You know, I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I, if that's what they're thinking, I think this was the right match to do it. Um, like five minutes later, the match finally starts Andrade, you know, uh, uh, at one point he did like a back throw to Darby and Darby landed dead on his knees. Tell me you saw that. Yeah, I saw that one. Oh my god, my po- my knees hurt. I have two bad knees anyway. My fucking knees hurt from watching that dude. And then they're slapping the shit out of each other. And it, I swear to God, looked at my my wife had just gotten home because my kid had a uh, a scout meeting. And my wife gets home and she's like, "Oh my god, what are they doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know, but I think Darby might get knocked out accidentally here." Because Andrade yeah. was fucking reaching back for those fucking slaps, dude. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen those old slapping contests, you can knock a motherfucker out by doing that. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, it kind of reminded me it was slapping, so it wasn't like one for one, but like it used to be a staple in independent wrestling like mid-2000s or so where they would like pull a chair into the ring and just sit there and just punch each other back and forth. Right. Of like some the one that sticks out in my mind is like Samoa Joe Necro Butcher, where they just like punch each other dead ass in the face for yep. a good like five minutes. I remember that one. I do remember that one. But um, oh shit, we have ten minutes and we're out of here. Uh, yeah, we're almost done. Well, I know we are. I didn't mean to go this long, folks. But come on, it was WrestleMania weekend. Um, you know what we're doing here. But um, I, I thought this was a great show, even though, you know, I mean, AEW may not have anything, you know, no pay-per-views or anything coming up this weekend. But I still thought it was a good show for a WrestleMania week show. Um, I did put on a good show. Like I said, there wasn't a ton of meat to this show, but I think everything they had on this show 
had some meaning and was pretty good. I just think the Thunder Rosa promo came off a little, uh, almost like they're like, all right, we see we fucked up last week. We'll throw her on this week just to make everyone happy. I like the Jade Cargill promo that they did because she's like looking for the, the person to have her 30th win against. Boy, that girl has a side pose. Mm, mm, mm. And then they like, he smart Mark Sterling brings out the library and he's, she's like, get her the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they're wrestling her for match 30. And she, she just like walks off the screen dejected. I, I was just glad they let us know she still worked there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good little gesture to let us know she's still uh, employed. So I think she does a lot of their like streaming and technical website tech stuff yeah yeah she does so. so all right folks we need to get the hell out of here i am sorry i kept everyone up so late i appreciate everyone who hung with us as long as they did um and uh that means i should probably get our final music going here mm-hmm. and we can go ahead and knock these bad boy plugs out is that your dog snoring i keep hearing smart could be i got a, a little bit of a fan going there's dogs all right. snoring. Could be either one. Who knows? But uh, all right, folks. Definitely, we got WrestleMania coming up. A lot of stuff going on this weekend. I'm honestly not sure what's happening this weekend. So keep following us. We'll let you know. I got a feeling I'm not going to have time to do anything. My wife said we actually have shit to do this weekend. I'm not happy about it. But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and knock these plugs out here. That's right. Hi, Mark's cheese man, Mojo G Wiz. That's right. All three of them together make the High Mark, which you should be listening to Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. And you should be checking them out on YouTube also and the usual podcast platforms. So definitely check that out right there. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, The Inhumans on The Inhuman Experience. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms if you have not by now. What are you, crazy? Jesus Christ. Check out also everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast with Eric, Doug, and Daniel. They can be found on all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, Blog Talk Radio EUP Network is where you can find them right there. And Steve Milan sharing the show, letterboxd.com slash Steve Milan. Two L's in Milan. Check him out. And once again, I'm still back and forth on the Hollywood Hangout this week with wrestling being on. I know no one's going to be listening to me. Uh, they're going to be just burnt out on a lot of stuff. So may take off, may just rock out a music show. I don't know yet. Like I said, if I do a music show, it's going to be 90s grunge. So uh, maybe I'll go on after a few uh, a few drinks on Saturday night and just jam out with you guys. Uh, anyway, keep in, uh, be right here on uh, Mixer.com slash Dirt Sheet Dude. So follow, and we'll see you. Go ahead, Smart. All right, real quick. It does seem like there's some form of capacity. Uh, Cheese and I are probably going to be doing something Sunday. Box might be joining us. Wiz might be joining us. We don't know yet. Who knows? Who can tell? So be sure to subscribe to the Metal Bit Podcast Network and the Dirt Sheet Dudes Mixler if you haven't already. So you'll get the updates and whenever we figure out what it is that we're going to do or not going to do, you'll be the first to know. But what you want to do is Mondays at 8.30 p.m. every week, every time. It's Cheese on Sports with Chee Wiz, Cheese Man, Luke Birch, Matt, and myself. NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL. If you got 
three-letter acronym we're going to be covering you. And you also want to listen to Mojo and Dirk's most dastardly show. And they are wherever you can find your podcast. And be sure to listen to our friends at Planet Tour. Planet Record Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes of season one and the season two episodes are coming out, are going to be available for you when you subscribe. So be sure to do that now. All right. There you go, folks. Once again, thanks everybody who was tuning in tonight live. Thanks everyone who's going to download. And just thank you. And everybody, take it easy. Don't watch too much wrestling this weekend. Um, Try to pace yourself. And uh, that's it. We will see you guys next week. And just uh, have a good time. Take it easy. See ya. Adios.